All right. Derek. What's up, dude? We went on an adventure. We went on an adventure. We went on an adventure. Dude, but seriously, like, so, okay. So this is the coolest thing that happened. I, I remember you texting me. Yeah. And, and uh, all I saw in the text was, holy shit, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, like, what, dude, what's up? And yeah. then you wrote back like the same thing, but it was like, holy period, shit, period. Dude, I'm like, what's going on? It's and building then, the suspense. Yeah, dude. And then you told me and it was like, whoa. Well, first of all, I'm a natural born storyteller. So yeah. I had to, I had to make you wait for a minute. Yeah, you did. But it was really, it was just kind of like getting it in my mind of understanding what the hell was happening. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, for all the listeners at home, as much as you love and admire us for the amazing work that we do. Let's be honest. Our show is not, you know, we're not Joe Rogan. We're we're, we're not the we're not what? the we're not the big time. <laughs> we're not. We're not big time. No. Uh, we're we're not <laughs> we're not there yet. Um, we will be. We will be. But we got we got we got an email from Flagstaff from the city of Flagstaff. The city, literally a dot gov. Yeah, it's a dot gov. <laughs> end of it. It's a dot gov. We're not talking about a dot org here, and certainly not a fucking dot com. Yeah, this is a dot gov. This is the real deal. Okay, uh, and Flagstaff, for those of you who don't know, is a small city uh, in the north of Arizona. I went to school there for four years. Lumberjack, go lumberjacks, go lumberjacks. Northern Arizona University, uh, and so it was. It was just. It was ran. I, I got an email basically saying like, hey, look, we listen to your podcast. We know you guys like beer. We know you guys like uh, like scary things, which uh, I can absolutely confirm. We like both of those things. We like them a lot. Um, and they said, hey, look, so we have Arizona Beer Week coming up. And we would like to uh, to invite you guys out for this, uh, for this media tour yeah. that you guys are doing. And we're like, and 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 and... and you know, it's, you know, putting us up in a hotel and free beers all around the city. How many breweries did we end up going to? I like, think it was nine. Jesus. <laughs> it was a nine, insane, man. It was an insane. It, it was. It we was, went to every brewery in. Yeah. 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 We were there for three days. Yeah. And not, not, we don't, we didn't even, not just breweries. They took us to Lowell Observatory. Yeah. Where Pluto was discovered. Oh my God. We went to the meteor crater. Not the meteor crater. Yeah. The, uh, the volcano. The volcano. Sunset. It's sunset, oh, sunset, something. Yes, sunset. Oh my gosh! Which don't let our lack of remembering its name <laughs> take away from its quality because it was amazing. It was amazing. Derek and I drank like sailors for three days straight, so <laughs> our memories are hazy. <laughs> yes, of the specific details, but the overall was amazing. But anyway, back to the back to the story. We got to go to the beginning because we got to tell you this from the beginning. And and so anyway, they invited us out, and and it was shocking because look, this podcast has been around for what three years, something like that. Yeah. Um, and we've gotten some cool stuff. We've interviewed some really cool people, yeah. some people that we didn't expect to get on the show. Yep. So we've gotten some cool stuff. We've gotten some free beer, but we have never been invited <laughs> on a media tour. <laughs> tour, not to come out for three days. Yeah. Hotel beer and. So I had, I think I read it like five times, even before I texted you the holy shit, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, once I finally understood, I was like, all right, well, I, I think Derek's going to like this. And so I sent you the, the text and hopefully you did. Yep. 
been like, nah, that's not cool. I swear, I swear, I, <laughs> there was a little part of me that was like, what? like I thought, I thought maybe you'd be like, well, I mean, Flagstaff, who cares? You know? Well, and that's actually which would have been a mistake to to get into too, which is going to be awesome. Is all of you out there listening and watching? Um, you're gonna your minds are gonna be blown with yeah. information we're gonna give you about Flagstaff that like no one knows. I didn't know. Stu didn't even know. I lived there for the four years. There, it's it's pretty mind blowing. It's a town that is phenomenal, and so yes. today's podcast is going to be all about our phenomenal fucking experience there. Mm-hmm. It was. I want to move there now, to be quite honest. Hundred percent. I don't think my wife's going to let me. I'd but, move there in a second. But I, <laughs> outdoorsy, mm-hmm. beer, beauty. I mean, community. Oh. But we're going to talk more about that. Oh. Should we let it roll first? I think we need to. Okay, let's let it roll. Hi, I'm Stu. And I'm Derek. And this is our podcast about all the weird, spooky, creepy things that keep us up at night. And the one thing that makes us forget all about them. Ladies and gentlemen, beer freaks. Dun, dun, dun. Are we recording? Are we going? Yeah, isn't that nice? That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Oh my gosh. Brought to you by our... By our Sponsors, not sponsors. Mother Road, thank you for the beer. Mother Road Brewing in Flagstaff. Named after Mother Road, which is another term for Route 66. But thank you for the beer. They're not a sponsor, but they gave us beer. But again, to get that email. Yep, so we get the email. And then then to share it with you, it was just like, this is is crazy. This is like, like not, not only is this amazing that our podcast is now being a little bit more recognized. Yeah. You know, we're getting invited by the government. The government, man. the government is uh, is inviting us to Arizona Craft Beer Week. And I'm excited for the FBI to send us like a thing. Like, yeah, hey, that'd be cool. Like, you think the FBI has like special <laughs> beer they want to share with us? I don't know, man. Like beer with no, they you know FBI probably has beer with no hangover. Like they have hangover free beer. They'd have to, you know, because they got to let their agents blow off steam. Yeah, but they can't have a hangover. No, you cannot be hungover God, when no. you're in the FBI. They can't get a call at two a.m. and then like be hungover. Absolutely. So Oof. like it's a buzz that lasts for like two to three hours. And you're done. But but anyway, you know those FBI folks don't get hung over. But we don't need to talk about that. No. We don't need to talk about the We're FBI. We're talking about the Flagstaff government. Yeah. The, the, actually, so specifically, it's a, it's a part of the uh, city of Flagstaff called Discover Flagstaff. Yes. And for most people, they do need to discover Flagstaff because they've never been there. I've been there. But it's changed. I mean, I graduated in 08. And so I've been back a couple of times since, but not much. And uh, and I got to say, I mean, it's it's just grown immensely in good ways right yeah. it's a small town seventy thousand people you know um it's a college town i think the college is now up to like thirty thousand people when school is in session um so a hundred thousand people max yeah and it's you know it's got a snowboard and ski mountain um it's got the quaintest downtown i think i've ever uh, seen in my life it's it's 
It's super cute, dude. Super it reminded cute. me of like Gilmore Girls. I, I know, and and we talked a lot uh. about that. And I got to tell you, it really it really hurt my masculinity to talk about it. But I, I agreed with you. Yeah, I agreed with you a lot. It's like Stars Hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that I know the name of the town in Gilmore Girls is painful. But look, doesn't matter because here's what happened. We said yes. We said yes to the dress. We went. We decided we were going to go out to Flagstaff. We did. We did it. We did it. And and actually, someone who, uh, if you listen to this podcast, you're familiar with, uh, and, and if you, you're familiar with Nevada beer, you're familiar with, Bob Barnes accompanied us. Bob Barnes. I got to tell you, Bob, I, we got to spend three days with Bob. I Dude, mean, it was awesome. It was awesome, man. Bob is awesome. I. What about Bob? And I got I, I, one more thing to add, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about this later, but Bob... Was probably more hungover than he's been in a long time. I think so, man. I think he was a little hungover. But we all, so we all went. Yep. Right. Yep. So we, 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 uh, they gave us about two weeks' notice. We, we got ready. We prepared everything. We packed up our bags okay, on a Wednesday morning. But you're missing a very big part here. Okay. You talked to Meg, who is, she was our host. She was, she was amazing. She, she's, she, oh my God. She is. If she is not running Discover Flagstaff, by the next time I get to Flagstaff, I'm going to be upset yeah. because Meg is fantastic. Is the best. Just awesome. I consider I consider Meg family now. Yeah, heck yeah, man. She drove us around Flagstaff. Yeah, three she days. Just had a birthday. She just celebrated a birthday. Yeah, dude. I uh, she and he I, again. If it sounds like we're being facetious right now, we're not. Meg was amazing. She, she was, was amazing. literally like the sweetest person and incredibly knowledgeable about Flagstaff. I mean, she you introduced us to her, everybody. You could feel her passion yeah. for the city. Yeah. She's also is, a Northern Arizona University graduate. Oh, dude. Yeah. And uh, alumni. She's lived there, I think, most of her life. And um, I mean, she's just, she's just awesome. I mean, anytime I go back to Flag, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm definitely going to text her 100%. and see if she can meet up for a beer. Well, so... You so you talked with Meg mm. to figure out a hotel. Like yeah. where should oh, we stay? Right. right? right. And uh obviously beer freaks, right? So we yeah. talk about beer, we talk about fear. Yeah. So, yeah. so rightfully so, so, you guys try and find kind of like a haunted hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. Initially Meg was gonna put us up in um she was either gonna give us like an Airbnb option, I think was on the table, or we were just gonna stay at like a normal hotel. Yeah. Um like I think one that was close to downtown or Whatever, and then um, and then she mentioned another hotel that that really struck me because I remembered it from my days in Flagstaff as the most haunted hotel in all of Flag, and Super. it had a ton of stories. Super right, and this is where this is really where Derek uh, gets happy because <laughs> um, because I go Hotel Monta Vista, absolutely yes, one hundred percent. We need to be in Hotel Monta Vista. I know that that place was haunted. In fact, back in 2007, when I worked for the TV station in, in Flagstaff, the college TV station, we did an overnight in one of the haunted rooms. Whoa. Um, and we, we, you know, we had some beers and there was like six of us, you know, we just stayed in there and, you know, none of us saw anything, partially probably because we were all just drunk at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but you probably don't um, remember seeing right, anything. There's probably a ghost just chilling with us the whole time. Yeah. I don't even know. He was probably having beers with you. But regardless, uh, so 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 I'm like, yeah, Hotel Monta Vista, sign us up. We are in for that one because we'll be able to get some great stories. Maybe we can get some uh, an actual haunting as part of our our tour. Yeah, I did not specifically <laughs> ask for any of the haunted rooms. Yeah. However, oh boy, however, uh, Derek winds up in room 306. Yep, 
Um, so, so, so look it up. Look up room 306 at the Hotel Monte Vista. You will see. Well, we're going to tell you to, but look it up. Yeah. It's uh so but Derek has no idea. I have no idea. And and so so that's what's waiting for us in Flagstaff. So so we but before we get there, you know, we pack up our bags and all that kind of stuff and you know, we're all ready to go. We're texting Bob, we're gonna meet him in Flag, you know, Wednesday afternoon. Should be three and a half hour drive. Yes. Should have been. Should have been. And Derek, you rode with uh, with my family. With, yep. Uh, with... Yeah, it was awesome. You guys picked me up. It was nice. It was yeah. Like a chauffeur. And, no. and and I thought, yeah. And it's it was great. like, look, it'll be a quick three and a half hour drive. Maybe we'll grab some food and Kingman or something like that. It'll be a quick one. You know, no problem. But of course, Flagstaff experiences record storm. Northern <laughs> Arizona in general, not just Flag, but the, yeah, all of Northern crazy. Arizona. Easy. Record storm, record cold. So the forty freeway that takes. Uh, basically, Kingman to Flagstaff uh, is shut down going east. Yeah. You can go west. You can go west all day. Can't go east. Yeah. It's like a straight shot. Once you get to Kingman, that 40, yeah. and then it's just straight to Flagstaff. Yeah. Compared to if the 40's closed, you have to take a different freeway, which takes you down all the way, all down. The way around to almost Phoenix, and then you got to come back up, which is how far out of the way? We Three went. Three hours? That's uh, instead of a three and a half hour trip, it wound up being seven, seven, seven hours, seven hours. And the and the kicker was we had things to do that night. Yeah, which we 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 were still made crazy late to yeah. it. We missed but, one thing. Yeah, we, we missed, missed one, one thing. But don't let that deter you, Vegas folks. Okay, don't let that deter you because ninety nine point nine percent of the time you're going to make it to flag in three and a half hours. Not a yeah. problem. Um. That was just our experience. So good for us. Very nice. Very <laughs> Woo, nice. Way to start the trip. Yeah. But we got we got to see a little bit of North Phoenix. and you Yeah, know, it was kind of cool. Because I'd never been up there, man. Absolutely. So it was kind of nice to see all the different terrain and, and areas. And so it was cool. It worked out. We got to sneak our way into a uh, country club so my son could poop. Oh, that yeah. Was, um, Who doesn't like a good poop in a country club? I mean, I hate public toilets. So like if you're if if I'm going to have to poop in the public, you know, country, country club. club's where it's at. I give you that. So we get to Flagstaff. Yes. We We're get in there. Flagstaff. We, we get to Hotel Monta Vista. We park. The parking lot is full of snow. Yeah. Right? Um, but... Uh, we make we make our way. We're good. Uh, we throw our stuff in the hotel Monta Vista. Um, my family decides they're just gonna chill, right? So, so it's just the three of us. Yeah, you, me, Bob, Bob, and Meg, and Meg. Yeah, and this is the first time meeting Meg. Instantly felt like friends. You know, it's amazing. She's just she's. I can't stress this enough. Meg is awesome. Yeah. Um. So so when we get to hotel Monta Vista, yeah. Oh like, right, like right, you yeah, said, yeah. Tell so this. So we throw we... all the stuff in in our rooms. So yeah, I mean to your point. We get up because we're already late. So I go in, we check, you know, we check in, we get our rooms, we go up, we drop the stuff off. So I go up to my room, room 306. This is before I know any of the stories that the room was haunted. <laughs> I didn't really, yeah, just, just, just to jump in there. I hadn't told Derek a whole lot about Hotel Monta Vista. I yeah. told him it was a slightly haunted hotel, but I don't no, think I, I had gone into the level of depth of the stories and how gruesome some of them were. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so he didn't know. He had no idea. Yeah. So I check in, I take my stuff up, I throw it in the room, I change real quick, I go to the bathroom, and then I just leave. Yeah. Like we were late. So we had to go. So I didn't spend much time in the room. But I remember getting in the room. Oh, I did I did FaceTime Ashley, my wife, yeah. real quick. And I showed her the room. I kind of did like a pan of the room. But I do remember getting into the room and feeling like a little weird 
sensation in the room. And Ashley didn't see any ghosts in the FaceTime or anything like no, that? No, not that she said. But I just chalked up the weird feeling to like, it just kind of looked like old, but not old as in, as in gross, but just... It's an old hotel. It is an it's old. It's a very old. Old. Hotel. So it had a it had a freaking rocking chair in the corner. Yeah. And I and I remember telling Ashley, I'm like, dude, that rocking chair when I go to bed tonight it's is going in the move. hall. Like it's not <laughs> staying in this bedroom at all. Uh. So okay. So anyway. So I drop my stuff off. I leave. So so we didn't get too far because again we're rushing. So we go to we go to Lumberyard Brewing. Meg drives us over. Which we realized she really didn't need to drive us over there. It was it was, right it was like a block away, but it <laughs> She's was so very. Sweet. That's how sweet. The she hospitality is. was amazing. So so she drives us all of two minutes away. We go to Lumberyard. That was the first one we went. First to. First one. Yep. Right. Yep. And that's where we meet Kelly and Winnie. Kelly and Winnie, dude. Well, we met. I think we met Kelly. Oh, that's right. Winnie wasn't there yet. Winnie wasn't there that day. Uh, but, but we Kelly all, we did also meet Doctor Danielle. Yes, Doctor Danielle came. Yeah, uh, she is, which we'll get into later. She is, uh, she is the chief marketing officer at Lowell Observatory. At Lowell Observatory, yes. but she is also a doc. So she got that role because she she has marketing experience and astronomy experience, and there's not a whole lot of people who have both. Yeah, I'm super jealous because that sounds like a blast of a job. She's um, awesome. But we were going to spend some time with her the following night. Knowing that she wanted to come see, you know, talk a little bit about what we were going to see the following day, but she just had dinner with us and it was awesome. Yeah. And that again, kind of speaks to the community of Flagstaff, right? Like, like they were just like, yeah, well, we'd love to welcome these guys from Las Vegas. We want to see what they're talking about and just have some dinner, have a couple of beers with these guys, see what they're doing, you know? And it was was everybody that we met the, and and I'll just preface with this because I mean, we met a million people while we were there. Yep. Every single person that we met was friendly, awesome, yep. welcoming. I mean, like, we didn't meet a stranger in Flagstaff. No. But um, but so we go to Lumberyard. We meet yep. uh, we meet with Kelly. We didn't meet with Winnie yet. We met with Winnie the next day. But Kelly is uh, the owner yep. of Beaver Street Brewing, yep. Lumberyard, and Brews and Cues. Yeah. Which is all just south of the train track in Flagstaff. Yeah. Just north of the school. And... All places I used to frequent except for Lumberyard, because I don't think Lumberyard opened until 2009-ish, and I graduated in 08. But uh, Kelly, Kelly was amazing, though. She was talking about a lot of the beers that they were brewing at Lumberyard, Um, and she brought back one of my best memories of all time. You remember this? That's right, man. Stu Stu had this this memory of a beer that he had in college. Oh, yeah. And it was was a Hefeweizen, right? And it had... But the orange was like built into the beer. It wasn't an orange. No. It was banana and clove. Banana and clove. That's right. Yeah. So it was built into the beer instead of yeah. putting it, you know, like an actual banana and stuff into it. It's it's in the mix. It's it in was, the it's in the deal. And uh and Stu was curious as to if they still had if they it. Still had it's it. been, you know, it's been years. It's been fifteen years. And it was on the menu. And they still had it because it won. It was the first beer that they actually, I think, won an award with at Great American Beer Festival. Oh, geez, yeah. So you got to keep that on the menu. So I think um, it was, and and again, I mean, going back to two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when I had it for the first time. I mean, this is when I was in college. You know, like I was drinking primarily Keystone, yeah. Coors Light. You know, like <laughs> not like, those kinds. Not that there's anything wrong with those beers, yeah, yeah. but you know, like uh, I I hadn't explored 
what a good beer tasted like a whole lot yet. I mean, I thought Killian's Irish Red was the shit. You know, that's an awesome beer. Though. It was. That was, was. That was know, like was the good. craft beer of that time. That was the craft beer, and then Blue yeah. Moon came out. Like, mm, that was, but like, mm-hmm. so so those were those were really good beers, and then. You know, and then I went to Beaver Street Brewing when I was, you know, 21 in Flagstaff and I, and I got to try their Hefeweizen because I had seen that it won that silver medal and, um, and it was like mind, it was like mind changing. Like, it, it was just like, holy shit, like beer can be this good. Like, this is insane. <laughs> like, and so I was like, there's no way they ha- they still have this beer 15 years later. Yeah. Like, you know, most craft breweries, they'll keep a few flagships around, but they don't keep like everything around. And I don't think this was one of their flagships. I think it was just a really good beer. And I was so excited to see that they still had it. And so that she, so Kelly brought it out. Yeah. And I think we got a, I think you took a video of me oh, tasting it yeah, again dude. for the first time. Cause there's, and, and it was like that moment. You remember that moment in the movie beer fest where they taste the recipe of that amazing beer that their grandfather had passed down. I didn't see Do that you, movie. You'd never get the fuck out of here. I haven't seen that movie yet. You know you host a beer show, right? I know, man. I need to see that movie. <laughs> well, I haven't seen that. Look, for those of you who are cool and have seen that movie before, uh, Derek excluded from that list for multiple reasons. Um, there's a scene where they where he takes a drink of this recipe that's been passed down for hundreds of years, and they brew it, and it's amazing. And they just like talk about it for minutes about how wonderful this beer is. That was that moment for me. Yeah. It was like, it brought back. I was like, I was like 21 again. And like, you know, all my life was ahead of me and it was just like tasting craft beer for the first time. And she, she brought that and she was like, yeah, you got it. You got to try this again. Like you got to have it. And, and nothing changed. It was, it was so amazing. You could see it in your face. Like it felt good. You, you looked like you were on a different plane. Than I was. Else. Yeah. It was awesome, dude. And it wasn't the three beers it that I had before. It was the same that. look you had with Greg Cook. Yeah. The whole time. Like you were just starry-eyed. Like, yeah. Like sparkles coming out. I <laughs> felt like I couldn't even. You know, I, I remember I was talking to you, I think, one time after one of our podcasts, like when we weren't recording. And I think I told you, I was like, I was a little mad at you for the Greg Cook interview because you talked to him more than I did. And I was like, but it wasn't your fault. Because I was so starstruck yeah, with Greg dude, Cook. Because that, like, normally you're the talker. I couldn't. But I, like you just weren't talking. So I had to fill in. But and, then obviously it's because you were, you know, yeah. you're, that's your, that's your dude. And that's what I told you. And I, and I told you, I, I was like, I recognized that in the moment, but I was still mad at you at the time. Because I was yeah. like, no, I want to talk to him, but I can't talk to him. I can't yeah. do it. You know? I want to do it, but I can't do it. <laughs> that's how I felt. That's how I felt when I was drinking this beer. Like I, I was speechless for a minute. Yeah. Dude, and they had amazing beer. Like they're oh, and they had a red. So yeah. I remember that because we were talking about Killian's Irish Red, mm. and they had this amazing red, dude. Yeah. Oh god, it was so good. And I wish I would have got some. Next time I go to Flagstaff, I need to buy. We, we gotta go, we gotta go to Flagstaff again soon. Yeah. By the way, um, because I would like to go back when it's not freezing cold. God, it's yeah. so, it is so beautiful, dude. That that again, forget everything you know about Arizona. Yeah, because it's it's not it's not Phoenix and it's not Tucson. Yeah, it's not, not hot. Not the, those <laughs> not cities are desert. cool. Those cities are cool in their own way. Don't get me wrong, but like, but Flagstaff is it's Flagstaff is more. If you if you if if it was if there was a city that was like a tenth the size of Denver, that yeah. is Flagstaff. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. Six thousand feet it. elevation. It's outdoor sports. Everyone hikes. Everyone bikes. Everyone snowboards or skis, and then everyone. 
and, and you know, after they after they've been outdoors and experiencing outdoor fun all day, they go have some beers, some yep. great mountain beers. Yeah, dude. And then and then they and then they kick it. You yeah. know, so we got to go back in the springtime. We, we definitely have to go back, dude. Yeah. So okay, so we get, so we do lumberyard. Yeah, we're there. We and get we, food. We get beer. We got we got some really good food. Too. Amazing food. And Kelly gave us a great tour of yes of the of the uh, of the uh, because the the building so so they have a restaurant in the front and then in the back obviously they have the brewing section yep um, it, it was actually originally a uh, a lumberyard that's yeah. why they called it lumberyard brewing it was it was actually a lumber it was a lumber mill and they kept the original red brick yeah it's got really high giant like really high ceilings across the entire space. Really cool place, and I would just highly recommend that you know all the places that we talked to you about are high recommendations. You got to do them all, and the cool thing is, you know, it's a lot of breweries, but it's a small town, so it's easy to get to all. Yes, and the cool thing about the breweries too is they have if you go to the visitor center, which for one, go to the visitor center because they have all the information of all the different places to go to, all the cool things to check out in Flagstaff, but they also have. Uh, a little map for the breweries, which, you know, I don't know, most towns are starting to kind of do this. Yeah. You know, Vegas has started to do kind of like a map of the breweries. Uh, but the cool thing about Flagstaff is they'll give you the map. If you go and fill out, you get a stamp for each brewery you go to. Yep. Uh, if you if you go to, I think it's five of them. I want to say it's five. I'm not 100% five sure. Five breweries. No. Out it's, of, like, it's like 10. Oh, if you, no, if you out get. Of, okay. Right yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. They'll tell you at the visitor center. Um, but you get a certain amount of stamps. You bring back the card, and they give you this really cool... <clears throat> they give you this really cool uh, pint glass. Yeah. It's awesome, man. We got one. Yeah. So, like, well, yeah. Yeah. Because we did it. <laughs> we did it. We yeah. did all of them. We did <laughs> so. it. Meg knew we were going to do it. She gave yeah. it to us before we did it, but she knew we were going to do it. Yeah. And we did it. But it is pretty cool, man. The visitor center is awesome. It's like it's, it's right by on the this train old train tracks. station. Yeah, the it's train on track. the it's on the old Route sixty six train tracks, yeah. man. Like it's just cool to be there. Yep, and it actually does help you plan out your Flagstaff vacation because yeah. there's a lot more to do than you might think in a seventy thousand person town. Yes, yeah. And again, to get back to the things about Flagstaff that you would never know about. You'll find out about them in the visitor center, but we're not going to tell you yet. That's right. Because Keep it a mystery. that comes in day two and a half. Keep it a mystery. But what's no longer going to be a mystery is... It's my Pepto. Well, we'll get to Pepto here in a minute, but we got to finish day one first. Yes. The mystery of room 306. Oh, God. So we finished with Lumberyard. Kelly gave us an amazing tour. Oh, it was awesome. We got to we got to see all the the cool copper kettles and the kegs and so cool the can art they had a whole canning oh, the room. Can art was sweet. They had, uh, the brewer I think had a collection of old beer cans from yes. like Paps and all oh, the, like man. all kinds of it was really cool can art that uh, inspires some of their stuff. But then we wrapped it up and yep. we we called it a night. We're tired. We we we'd yeah. driven for seven hours, man. Yeah, you got to give give us a break. Yeah, you know. So we had our beers. You know, after our seven we hour drive, we had food. We weren't we ready were, to call it. Re- yeah, we had to, we had to do a little nightcap. And the cool thing about Hotel Monte Vista, they have uh, they have a cool like awesome little cocktail bar, yeah. like in the hotel. Yeah. So that's where it, we went when yeah. we got back to the hotel because we we're all staying there. Yeah. So me, you, and Bob, we go there. We sit down. I got a hot toddy. Yeah. You I, got a this, like the old fashioned. No, I got this like cinnamon. Oh my god, it was this amazing drink. 
Uh, crap, I can't remember the name of it, but it was fantastic. Was it a Paloma? Did you get the Paloma? No, it had whiskey in it, uh, no. but it was cinnamon. It was frothy. Uh, Bob, Bob got the old-fashioned. Right? Yeah, Bob got... Yeah. Or no, he just got bourbon. I think he got straight up. Yeah, yeah I think he got bourbon. Um, so anyway, we're sitting there, and then Stu decides to ask the bartender a question. And you and you weren't paying attention at the time, so you didn't hear when I asked, but I was like... Hey, you know, so we're 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 here, you know, kind of like learning a little bit about the beer scene. We're we're on this media tour, but we also want to learn about the haunting stuff. And so, what's like the most haunted room in Hotel Monta Vista? And he didn't even, he didn't it wasn't even a pause. There was no pause. He was like, "Oh yeah, 306. 306. <laughs> and I was like, and, you and I, I immediately up. just pointed at Derek. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "What happened?" <laughs> and he didn't, yeah, because you didn't hear. And I'm like, "Oh dude!" And so. Um, I think you walked to the front. You got a flyer. Well, yeah, because the bartender, I, like, I thought you were joking. I thought you guys were in on it. I thought you were messing with me. Not like, at all. oh, there's a haunted room. And he's like, no, seriously. Like, he's like, the front desk has flyers oh, of yeah. all the different rooms with all the different haunting stories, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So I go to the front desk. I get this flyer. I'm, I'm reading it at the front desk. I see room 306. I see this story. Yeah. I come back to these guys. I'm like, yep. I'm not going to be staying in that room tonight <laughs> or tomorrow. Uh, he actually changed I rooms. I changed rooms, yeah. He, I, can't, I couldn't, dude, honestly, rooms. I could not believe it. I, I, I thought, look, man, suck it up for the team. Nah, dude. Our podcast no. is about beer and horror. You are staying in the most haunted room in this hotel. This is perfect. Okay, so you got to do it. But here's the story with room 306. And this is a big reason why. It did it did creep me out. I bit. left the room and wanted to change rooms. So room 306 back in I don't know the early 1900s I think. It I was. think the hotel was founded in 28, 1928, 1928, so almost 100 years old. So yeah. it was probably in the, I think it was the 30s, 30s if I remember correctly. Uh, a gentleman who was staying in the room he hired prostitutes, two prostitutes, two hookers, whatever the PC version of, of that term is. Ladies of the night. Ladies of the night. So he hired two of them. They came up to his room. He ended up killing them both and then threw them out the window. Yeah. In this room. It's like, by the way, what, like, what a way to get rid of bodies. Like, yeah. Just, just, throw them out a window into the main drag of all of Flex. It's, yeah. It was a different time. Different time. Yeah. But, so the stories that people have had of the haunting of this place is pretty much geared towards men. Yeah, they hate men. Yeah, they hate men, obviously. Sure. Um, men would wake up in the middle of the night feeling like they're being choked, like a hand covering their mouth and throat, um, not being able to sit up. That is why I changed rooms because I am not, and I'm by myself. Stu's got his wife and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I'm by myself. I'm not bringing in my room. kid into that. Like, no, I'm out. I'm out. Derek, Derek was like, oh yeah, you. Why don't you just take your family in there? And I'm like, I'm not taking my son in there. Exactly, Come on, man. Yeah, what's wrong so, with you? So I I get a new room. So I I have to go up to the other room to get my stuff. And so now I know the story. So I'm freaked out. So I open the door. And luckily, my suitcase is like kind of by the door. So I grab it. <laughs> I'm trying to put stuff in it and zip it up as I'm, you know, holding the, the freaking door open because I don't want the door to close and then be like bum rushed by the ghost. But then I just figure I'm like, this is taking way too long. I just throw my suitcase in the hallway. And then I left my phone like 
on the dresser. So I have to like, I'm holding the door and I can't reach the phone. So I have to let go of the door real quick. And I grab the phone and I run back out before the door closes. And then they gave us a little care package. Like Discover Flagstaff gave us this sweet little care package. You got to like that. Beanies and stuff. It's on the table, which is far away All in the, the way corner the of the room. So there's no way of holding the door. So I, I literally book it to the table as the door's starting to close. I run back. The door closes halfway. I'm surprised you didn't get tripped oh on your way God, out by dude. a ghostly leg. Oh, so then happened. I have everything in the hallway. It's like a mess in the hallway. And I just, just I let the door close. Out. And I, I fucking pack up in the hallway, dude. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's... Look, creepy. I get it. I get scary. It. If I'm the last one awake in my house and it's dark and you know, I get a little, I get a little chilled. Yeah, dude. But I mean, come on, dude. I've had my fair share of ghost stories. I've seen my fair share of stuff. That shit's real, That's man. True. You have seen it's some real. Stuff. You've seen you you've seen some real stuff. Yes, mm. and I think until you see your own like experiences, yeah, I think it is kind of like a thing. Like oh, I don't know. But once you have that first experience, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I yeah, that's true. Because I love horror films. I love scary books. Yeah, I've never actually seen anything. Yeah, right. So like, I just think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. But I guess I guess I have you know. Uh, but I, I guarantee anyone who would have walked by Derek's room, I wish someone would have walked by because I was only like a room over seeing that process. I was only a room over. But I was downstairs at the bar at the time waiting yeah. for you to come back. Oh, man. And, uh, man, I wish someone would have walked past you. Just been like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> what are you doing, man? Psychopath. Like, <laughs> I would have told him, hey, hold the door. I got to go get this freaking thing off the table. Dude, elicited help. Yeah. Then 100%. that would have turned out to have been the ghost and you invited them in. Yeah. Or you invited a vampire. Uh, whatever. But my new you room was it. great. My new room was great. You moved to a whole different floor. Loved it. You wouldn't even tell me what floor it was because I think you were worried that I was going to tell you a made-up story yep. about that room yep. at that point. But I felt really good in that room. Yeah. I didn't sleep very well the first night only because of the other story. The residual. Yeah. yeah. But it felt really nice in that room. And yeah. if there was a ghost, he was awesome or she was awesome. Like, I Well, that was the thing. is actually, you, if you read the pamphlet yeah. from Hotel Monte Vista, there was actually only like two angry ghosts. Yeah. There was, is, like, yeah. there was like the 306 and there was like one other room where there was like a mean ghost. The other ghosts were actually nice. There was like a dancing couple. Yeah. You know? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, they like died in the hotel together, but they're nice. They're happy. Oh, yeah. You know? That's right. They were, they were very happy ghosts. They were, they were, you just happened to be... In the, <laughs> happened to be the worst one. And by the way, <laughs> so. we, did, we did ask Meg if she had intentionally booked 306 for us. She, she says that she did not. I don't Meg, believe you, Meg. As much as we love you, we're not sure that that's the truth. But I don't believe It's okay. You. So, you come back. Yeah, so I come back. New room. New room. Changed Feeling man. like a new man. Yep. I feel great. Feeling good. Yep. So we had, I think, another drink. Bob went to bed. Yeah, Bob went to bed. I had seen, I think, while I was waiting for you, that um, that one of my old fraternity brothers was actually working as a bartender. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. That's the first night. Just uh, right down the, like, literally. I think my Google it's like a map. Walk. My Google map said like three hundred feet away. Yeah, or something like that. And so we ended up going to um, something north, Yucca yeah. North, Yucca North, Yucca that's North, right? Yucca North, um, which is just a little side street off of. Uh, uh, and by the way, when we talk about downtown Flagstaff, we're talking about like three square blocks, yeah. basically. Like it's, it's not it's literally like three square blocks, but it's perfect size. Yeah, it's great. It's wa- it's all wonderful. Um, so we go to Yucca North. We see Pat Patrick. He goes by Patrick now. Yeah. So we go, we go see Patrick at uh, Yucca North, and 
I, it was funny because like, I mean, honestly, we're still like Facebook friends. We've probably connected maybe three or four times since college. Yeah. So I was telling you as we were walking over, I'm like, I don't know if he's even going to recognize me. Yeah. At all. Like I'm, we're going to walk in and he's going to be like, who the, like, yeah. who's Ray, this guy? Uh, who's this guy? Um, as soon as I walk in, he's like, Stu. <laughs> like, oh shit. All yeah. right. Rock and roll, man. Well, he waves at you. Yeah. Like, oh, perfect. But then yeah, he but tells then we found it. That's right. He didn't say Stu. <laughs> yeah. He waved at us. <laughs> yeah. And then he later, a few, I think like an hour later, he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I had a buddy who looks just like, <laughs> like you, you yeah. and I thought that's who you were at first. And I but don't then know. when he like then when you got closer, he's like, "Oh wait, 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 that's yeah, yeah." So he he recognized you. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I just want to give a shout out to Yucca North and Pat Patrick yes. because uh, he is. Um, probably got to be one of the best bartenders like cocktail like mixologists oh my in god Flagstaff. i think he's been recognized with a few awards yeah he so, said yeah he had a lot of awards for his oh my god his he made us so many amazing things we had we had a few um the 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 best one the my, my favorite one was the one with the turmeric and uh mezcal i think it was oh yeah, yeah or no it was gin was it the gin and turmeric or was it mezcal and turmeric I think it was gin like and was, turmeric. You might be right because I think the 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 two the next two that we had were with mezcal. Mezcal, but um, I forget the name of the cocktail. It apparently is like the unofficial drink of Flagstaff. Yeah, and it's incredible. So if you're ever in Flagstaff and you don't want a beer, which would be unfortunate because there's so many great breweries. Yeah, go to Yucca North. Yucca North. Find Patrick. You will know who he is because he is going to be the most eclectically dressed gentleman there. there. He reminded me of the guy, um, Fear and Loathing. Yeah, yeah, that's, great that's way to who describe. He reminded it. me of absolutely. Yeah, he had. He, I mean, it was nighttime in a bar. He was wearing some shades, I think, that are like yellow tinted, yellow tinted hair. He had like suspenders on with one, like it was. Or not suspenders. Uh, the you know what I'm talking about the big like yeah dicky style kind of right. overalls. Yeah, and he he definitely was the most interestingly dressed gentleman. And so you'll know. Ask for. I mean, I'm sure all the bartenders at Yucca North are amazing. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you because I love Patrick and he's awesome. Go find Patrick. He's the dude to find. He'll mix you the best cocktails of all time. And don't be. I mean, Yucca North. You. I mean, you get there. You walk in. Honestly, you may not feel like they have these amazing cocktails. Yeah, because it's more of an industry bar, right? It's not. It's not like it. It doesn't look like this big. Walk in, you're like, they probably got Natty Light. You know, I mean, it's nothing spectacular. Yeah, nothing against Yucca North, but it's just. I mean, you know, it's yeah, it's it's a bar. It's nothing like you would think you're going and getting these high end cocktails from. Right, but you do. And it's awesome. And it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, literally, I think he makes his own ingredients. Like he's not, yeah. you know, everything, his all, syrup, all his, the simple syrups, yeah. he's, he's making them himself. He's, he's sourcing local ingredients. I think he's sourcing local honey and all that kind of like, which is awesome. And he's making this stuff at the bar. He's not like, this is not bought at the store. It's not like some bullshit. Like it's, it's real stuff. So yeah, Patrick, you to man. Uh, Thank you, sir. Go find him. If you, uh, if you want a good cocktail on flag. Yes. And that was pretty much the end of night one. We got back to yeah. Hotel Monta Vista. Went to Derek was not haunted. Uh, yeah, you guys went to bed. I did not go to bed. I think you I didn't. Stayed, yeah, you didn't sleep. I think I stayed up with friends on because that's just fun. Oh, you just put friends on in the yeah, background. And friends, you know, friends is always on. You just throw it on. Yeah, yeah. same with Seinfeld. There, like yeah. Seinfeld or Friends or you know, you can always find all it. the lights were on. TV was on. Oh, really? so you were you were oh, rattled? Hell yeah, man! 
I mean, like honestly, like after after the beers at Lumberyard and the and the cocktails at Yucca, I, like I think I my head I was asleep before my head hit. The oh, that would have been nice. But that was Ugh. the end of day one. Freaks me out. Anyway, day so one. day one in the books. Day one in the books, and I think before we get to day two, we should probably give some time to our sponsor Pepto. Yeah, Pepto. You know, Pepto, Thank you, Pepto gotta, for uh, for not sponsoring us in these past two years. We really appreciate it. Yeah, right uh, outside of this frame, if you're watching is a hole in the wall yeah. where our TV used to be because we're not sponsored by you, Pepto. We need some sponsorship dollars. Yeah, Let's thank you. Look, 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 these wires are just hanging down because you're not sponsoring us yet. We need money. Thanks, Pepto. Thanks, Pepto. Great. Cut to commercial. <laughs> An ode to Pepto. Oh, Pepto-Bismo, how majestic and pink. With you by our side, it matters not how many beers we drink. When Derek has a sour and waits for an hour, because of you, his toilet won't stink. Pepto-Bismol, sponsoring the show since, well, maybe tomorrow. Thanks, Pepto. Thanks, guys. Or not <sighs> thanks. Yeah, I know. We need, we need yeah, money. really, what are we thanking them for? We're just giving yeah, them free. Out of the wall. We're giving them free, amazing advertising. Jesus, I mean, they do do great work for your belly. I might have some tonight. Yeah, I, I feel you. We'll see. Anyway, oh, dude. So day one, we finished day one. We're sleeping. Day one done. Well, After a long road trip, some of us long white side winding road trip. Yeah, through the rattlesnakes and scorpions of Arizona, it's up fantastic till the beautiful green country of the north. Of it's like a stuff. different world up there. Hundred percent. Telling you right now, um, but day two, day two was a full day of nonstop drinking. Yeah, nonstop, dude. Nonstop. And, and 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 so we all woke up. You know, well, Derek never slept. But, <laughs> never you know, slept. So. I don't know how you made it through day two. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> day two was rough, man. I woke up. I felt great. Wow. Yeah, I got a, I got a full night's sleep. Yeah, you guys hit breakfast. Fam- me and somewhere. the family hit breakfast. Yeah, yeah. We, we we went and had some a really nice breakfast down south of the tracks. Uh, it was tw- it, when I first started walking outside because my 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 family was waking up and I was waking up and you know my wife was getting ready and I you know I get ready in five minutes. Yeah, you know she's getting ready and so I'm like I'll I'll go find some coffee. So I walk outside. It's, Five degrees. Yeah, I mean it's literally. It was like, a cold day. It was frigid, but uh, but I made. I found some coffee around the corner. What coffee place did you go to? Did you go to the one? Um, you know, like right, like right, just kitty corner from the hotel. No, not kitty corner. Right we around down on the, on the sixty six. Yeah, I think so I a went couple to the blocks same one. over. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, but I can't remember the name, which is a the theme. Um, mm-hmm. Not because I was drunk at that point. I was sober. Uh, it was just a long week (laughs) it was a very long week man uh but it was good coffee uh i Mm -hmm. did i did ask for an orange juice for my son they didn't even have orange juice there i mean they were fully dedicated to coffee that's fine yeah i love that though that's when you know you're in a good place they did have bourbon that they could put in the coffee for you oh totally i didn't do that exact same place yeah Yeah. yep did they have a skeleton do you see the skeleton over there sitting on the one of the tables yeah i had skeletons everywhere not not at this place. They only have, I mean, but I mean, skeletons all over Flagstaff. Oh, I still know. Oh. <laughs> I still know. On observance, why? Yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> yes. No, it's uh, so it's on a mission for anyway, coffee. Uh, so then we ran into, which is again a testament to how small Flagstaff is. You know, we're yeah. all walking around downtown. 
I just see Derek as we're walking back from breakfast. Like, hey, Derek. I, yeah, I think you were out to go get coffee at that yep. point. Had to get my coffee, man. And uh, But then the day started. Mm-hmm. We got we got rocking and rolling, man. So I, the first place we went to was Grand Canyon Brewing. Grand Canyon Brewing, dude. Now, a couple of interesting things about Grand Canyon Brewing. Okay. One, it was the furthest from all the, the uh, breweries. Yeah, that well, one was. Th- them and... Um, uh, and Wanderlust. Yeah. Wanderlust is way on the east side. Uh, Grand Canyon is down uh, just west of the campus, which is... Uh, yeah. And by the way, when we say far in Flagstaff, that means like two miles. Yeah. it's This is a small town. Not walking distance. Yeah. It's not walking distance, but it's not like LA where we're talking about 10 miles away or yeah. anything like that. Like it's, it's a mile or two. Um, but we went there uh, and we had some lunch. Yep. Lunch was great. Yeah. Um. Oh, now yeah, one of the food. unfortunate oh one of the unfortunate things right of uh, of Grand Canyon is we got to meet some really incredible people, including their head brewer Carrie. Yes, Carrie, I don't Carrie know if Carrie's the head brewer. He's like their experimental. He's their brewer. experimental brewer. Yeah, which was I mean that's that's the you know fun stuff. Well, he's a, he tries some stuff. He used to own his own brewery in uh, Kingman, Arizona. Yeah, and yeah. he worked at it, and 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 then. He ended up buying it. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then and then he sold it, and now yeah. he's working for Grand Canyon. Retired, the, just doing what he loves. Just enjoy, like, I think he's just enjoying life. Yeah. This dude who, and hopefully Kerry doesn't take this the wrong way if he listens to this, looks like Yosemite Sam, like, in his golden years. Yeah. Right? He has a sweet mustache, long hair. I mean, yeah. he looked like a... Like a like surfer. A, yeah. 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 And... I mean, and just a dedicated to his craft. He loved playing around with flavors of beer. He knows his craft. He's a brilliant dude. Amazing. A lot of fun. Yep. A lot of fun. Um, but Grand Canyon was great. And they also, awesome. they were launching a beer that Kerry brewed. Mm, um, yep. So that are, Right the, up your alley. The second day we were there, they were going to be launching a beer. It was a jalapeno. Was it a lager? Yeah, I think oh, it was man. a lighter beer. Um but jalapeno, and that's my jam. I love the weird stuff. Like, things you don't think would go together, that's what I like. You you like Put the them in a stuff. beer. Yeah. Uh, You're a weird but it was guy. coming out the next day. So I said, no matter what, I'm coming back here. And they, and they didn't the believe you. Yeah. They, they pretended like they believed you. But yep. when we actually showed up the next day, they were like, I they didn't think super surprised, back. yeah. So I bought, I bought a, a growler of it. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I'm telling you. I've had my fair share of jalapeno beers. This one was definitely hot. Like you could have maybe one glass and be good for the day. Do you, do you remember my reaction when we had the sampler? Oh yeah, at the Grand I, I mean, literally, we were about to hit the road, oh. and so like I didn't have a full beer because I was driving to back to <laughs> Flagstaff or back to Vegas. The moment I took a shot, like this little this little taster, little taster. this little one ounce taster, I just start hiccuping. Yeah. I started hit like. And this happens to me when I have hot food and yeah. beer, but I've never had like a spicy beer be so spicy that I actually had this reaction. In one sip. Like one sip. And I'm just, it, was a, it was a shot. I was hiccuping. So I think I was turning heads in the brewery. <laughs> like people were like, what is wrong? Is this guy going to Ralph? Like what's it, his problem? It was hot, dude. Yeah. It, I mean, it was the good. flavor was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was, but it was definitely hot. So if that's your flavor... It's very, very good. Very, I, I mean, honestly, other than the hiccups, I enjoyed it. It was yeah. just, you know, heck yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I mean, we had we had some great lunch there. They, I mean, 
Yep. What was the food that we had? Do you remember the lunch? Oh, like we all had the dude, tri tip. Was it tri tip? I had a Philly. I had a Philly cheesesteak. I think it was like a steak. It was a steak sandwich. Yeah, steak sandwich. Yeah, Woo! it was incredible. And I think they made it with cheese whiz, which is like the Philly way to do it. If you have Hell a Philly yeah. cheesesteak, you use cheese whiz, like the actual can, like the cheese whiz, not normal cheese. I think. I think the city of Flagstaff had like an overrun of beef. Because every brewery we went to, I shit you <laughs> had not, steak had sandwich. a steak sandwich as their special. <laughs> like, hey, here you like, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the special today? Steak sandwich. Every fucking one was a steak sandwich. These random animal, animals came up. And, I and think it's meat. just like, I think a bunch of cows wandered into <laughs> flag just, and they're just like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's just do it. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, so we go from Grand Canyon. Yeah, we were, so we were in Grand Canyon, which was awesome. Yep. Um, After Grand Canyon, we did not go to Mother Road, I don't we think. We did. Oh, the next we did. one was okay, Mother perfect. Road. Yeah, yeah. So we we got to, to talk Road. to Dylan. Yeah, so Mother Road was awesome because, so we leave Grand Canyon Brewing, we go to Mother Road, and I like Mother Road was so fun. Dylan was great. Yeah. Um, we talked to him. Dylan about the dirtbag. Yeah, Dylan the dirtbag. I didn't That's call right. him that. He, he called, called himself, himself that. that. Yeah, so, so Flagstaff, I'd, I'd never even heard about it um, until my wife and I were living out of our van, rock climbing, living the dirtbag <laughs> life. Uh, we passed the through Bishop, life. California. <laughs> he, was a, he was a rock climber living out of his van with his girlfriend in California. Yep. And they were trying to find the next place that they wanted to move to, and they were just drawn to Flagstaff because of the community and the beer scene and all the all the stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, and then had to always have to go check out the beer scene. Of course. So we went to a couple other breweries, Lumberyard, Dark Sky, and then we came into uh, Mother Road and didn't know a soul in town, 1,800 miles away from home, and immediately felt at home, like I had friends here. And rightfully so. I mean, they made they made a good move. Yeah. Um, but so we go there. We talked to an amazing guy named Bruce. He is a shareholder oh, yeah, in the business. And we end up talking to them about... Pluto. Yeah. And the reason we start talking to them about Pluto is because Mother Road is doing a collaboration beer with Lowell Observatory, which Lowell Observatory in Flagstaff is the observatory where Pluto was found, was discovered. Um, so every year they, they've been doing Mother Road and them have been doing this uh, collaboration like a, yeah. beer for, I think, what, three years now they've been doing this collaboration? Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, uh, so that event was happening that night. Mm -hmm. So we're there. I Heart Pluto Festival. I Heart Pluto Festival. So we're there earlier in the morning. It's maybe one. Yeah. Um, so we're going back there later in the night. But our first experience with Mother Road, we talked to Dylan. We talked to Bruce, the shareholder. We're talking about Pluto. And then we try their beers, which are just fantastic. Mother Road, and this is, you know, by no means a discredit to anybody else because everyone in Flagstaff is brewing good beer. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually shocking because everyone's making good beer. But I got to tell you, man, I mean, of, of all the breweries, Mother Road probably has blown me away the most. I will give you that. And I was going to say that too. Did I just steal your thunder? No, no, no. I, I wasn't sure if I should say it because we went to so many breweries. I know. Yes. I feel I feel a little bad. Meg, Meg might be like, hey, you no, can't do that. but out of all the breweries, I will say like there was just something about that place. And I don't know if it was Dylan or, or who, like whatever it was, maybe it was the whole Pluto event. Yeah. You know, you just felt like this connection. Uh, but yeah, Mother Road definitely had this, this it, thing it had, about it. 
It had a good vibe. Yeah. It had a good, I mean, every beer that I tasted was really every good. Every one, dude. And by the, so I'm drinking another Mother Road right now. Yeah. By the way. Same. And well, I think you're, you're drinking the, uh, what is the, the Daily Driver. The Daily Driver. I'm yep. drinking the, uh, Conserve and Protect. Oh, and I just nice. want to read the, the back of this because yeah, this please. is, this is cool because again, this just goes to show how committed and, and connected the Flagstaff community is like this. So this one says, cheers. You're a hero for wildlife. For every can of Conserve and Protect sold, Mother Road Brewing Company donates a portion of the proceeds to the Arizona Game and Fish Department to help with on-the-ground conservation of over 800 species. Learn how you can help at azwildlifehero.com slash join. Now, not only is that cool that they're you know committed to, to there is this national wildlife uh, in Arizona that, again, I think people just overlook. They think desert. They think hot. They yeah. think, you know, 120 degrees in the summertime. 100%. Which is accurate in Phoenix. But if you, as soon as you start driving north on that 17, it turns from cacti to sagebrush yeah. to pines real quick. To, uh, s- s- uh, what's the cactus names? The saguaro. The saguaros. The saguaro. Man, those are sweet. Which look like middle fingers to God. Dude. You know, but oh they're the best God. looking cacti. And then uh, jo- John Trees, Joshua Trees, Joshua Trees, not John's. Yeah, but well, Josh's. John's got a different kind of tree. <laughs> it's but got uh, a different tree. Joshua Trees are cool. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I mean, it's it's just it's wild because you're, you're as soon as you start entering northern Arizona, it's uh, it's a whole different land. And you know, and again, so these breweries are committed to it. So Mother Road is doing their part to to conserve. And protect, which is the name of this beer. It's a gold nail. Yep. It is four point three percent, nineteen IBUs. Yeah, nice, and I'll man. tell you right now, it's clean. Because again, you know, I yep. I'm I have historically not been a big fan of lighter, crisper beers. Yeah, it's changed a little bit since I went keto. After your keto, that's that's your jam now. It's more my jam, but I would say that this is one of the better ones that I've ever had. Yeah, and so again, Mother Road, even even the beers that I'm not traditionally like in love with, they're making good ones. Yeah, they're making really good beer, and uh, and and also. Can't- their can, their can art is crazy too. Their can art is cool. I love it, man. It's retro. It's like illustrated. Yeah, yeah, very cool. super cool. It probably also helps that we like Mother Road so much because <laughs> we went and saw them like three times. Oh my god, dude, we went there a lot. Yeah, there are the, on the third day, which we'll get to. Uh, we did a whole tour of their their brewery uh, because the the Mother Road that we went to. Is because the brewery is the brewery even open to the public? I don't think so. Yeah, not the not the actual brewery operation. Yeah, not the actual brewery operation. But the place we went to is their tap room essentially yeah. because they don't brew beer. There. They used to, and they're going to brew beer again, but a smaller portion of gotcha. it. Gotcha. Right, that's okay. what they were working on. That's right, because they were actually doing a little bit of construction while we were working on it. So the the tap room is not where they do the vast majority of their brewing, but it's yeah. a beautiful place. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so we went there a lot. Yeah. And and so first we, we got to meet with Dylan, who's their general manager, Dylan yep. the dirtbag. Dylan, I hope you don't take offense to that because uh, it you was your words. Yourself, man. Yeah, your words. That's you. Uh, but I, I say it in jest because actually Dylan was a badass. Yeah, he was Dylan awesome. Dylan was a man. super cool guy. He was awesome. And uh, Bruce, well, the shareholder, was cool. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing I think that, that uh, Dylan said that stood out to me was when he first went to Mother Road. You know, for beer, obviously, right? Yep. He uh, he said he just felt like he was at home. Yeah. And then that, you know, took him on his journey to now being the GM, which is awesome. I, and I, I, I don't, I can't disagree with him. No. I, 
I mean, honestly, if I could just chill and live in downtown flag, I'd have to, you know, I don't want to work. Right. Yeah. 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 Who I'm just talking about literally like going hiking, going snowboarding, going biking. Yep. Um, then hanging out at a brewery, calling it a night in a beautiful place. I, that would be home to me too. Cause everyone there is amazing. Uh, so after Mother Road, yep. which we would we're going to go back to Mother Road later in day two, but we'll get yep. to that. Uh, we went out east to Wanderlust. We did Wanderlust. Uh, that place was great. I mean, it was cool, like super friendly. It's very, it's very industrial, right? It's very like industrial. Versus, I think everywhere else that we went, it was it was probably the most industrial. Pl- I mean, you're yeah. in the brewery when you're in the tap room. Exactly. It's all yeah. it's all one giant room, very yep. industrial. It smells like a brewery, which is like, oh, you know, you, I love that smell. You love dude. that smell. It right? smells amazing. It smells great. And, you know, you, you're taking it all in. Um, the, well, the, and then Catherine was just amazing. Wait, I thought it was Christine. Or as you say, Christine. <laughs> I felt so bad. We were, we were interviewing her. We were interviewing her. And I'm just so confidently just like, so Christine, just well, tell me. you owned it, dude. I did. I did. Um, I mean, I had had a few beers at that point, but I was like, ah, oh, Christine, you know, tell me a little, she's like, that's not my name. <laughs> so Christine, now that we're so far away, that's not my name. That's not your name. Wait, <laughs> I figured I'd stop you before it was, that was a good idea. I you were right to do that. <laughs> and she wasn't even mad. That no, was the nice mad. part, like, but she was up. very definitive. She's yeah. like, that's not my that's name. Not my name, dude. And, uh, <laughs> But it was it was Catherine. That's it. and she yeah. called and it was good because we didn't go. I could have gone through the whole interview calling, oh, totally. her, calling her Christine. Yeah, and she would have just and we would have had bad footage and she could have told me at the end. Hey, <laughs> actually, my name's Catherine. And I'm like, oh fuck, we got to throw all that all footage out. Let's restart. Uh, so it was good. For, it was very good for her. Yeah, and uh, we had a few beers. They actually uh, they gave us some swag. That was dude. Nice. They did give us. Yeah, we, we got, got some cool, cool hat. hats. Yep. yep. Um, and dude, their flights, holy crap, man. Because mind you, we're on a little this bit of a time where... schedule because, you know, we're having to hit all these different breweries in the day. And um, so I don't think we ever finished a flight because we were just so no, busy. No, you know what? And um, that's true because, and just so you guys know, like, here's the thing. I've never not finished a flight in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. I mean, and I think you're probably the same. Yeah, dude. But so Derek and I are actually also trying to make this video because and and this was something we decided on the drive. <laughs> on the drive. It was not on our seven hour drive, we figured we do. Yeah. Right. So we're just like, well, why don't we turn this into a cool video? Like we could almost make a documentary about like the beer scene and Flagstaff yeah. and Discovery of Pluto and all that kind of stuff. And so we're gonna make that. So so but that adds a lot of pressure and yeah time requirements at every brewery that we go to and so we recognize like when we go to grand canyon when we go to mother road i mean we're spending most of our time actually setting up the camera we're spending time setting up the audio and when i say we i mean mostly Derek, but i'm helping a little bit yeah and uh and 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 so every time we're on this time crunch we got to leave we're there for like an hour and then we got to go yeah so we're doing the interviews we're trying to eat some food we're trying to have some drinks our, it's all our, on the go. We take a bite. Fucking, we go do something. Take a bite. Go do something. Yeah. So it's like crazy. So so our our flights and we get a flight at almost every place because we want to try a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, maybe halfway through almost every flight. Yeah, dude. Right. And so, uh, so it was it was hard to see, man. It was like seeing a little baby bird and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, because you know, a hurt baby bird and you can't do anything. Because here's the reality, though. I mean, so so we went to one two three four 
five, six breweries on on Thursday, <laughs> on day two. Yeah, dude. <laughs> if that we had crazy. finished, if we had finished every oh, one God. of those, well, while I we think there, that's why Bob, Bob, I think finished. Bob was of, crushing it. Bob was crushing it. Bob, I gotta give uh, nothing but kudos to Bob, dude. dude Bob, and he was he was like trying the stuff he really liked, like oh the yeah, dark. He likes Belgians, like he likes high the, ABV yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, Bob, you, man. Bob, here's to Bob, a man, a man among men. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Man. And by the way, so I'm just recognizing right now that we should have had Bob. Well, we should have had Bob. (laughs) We we 100% should should have had Bob. Maybe we can get Bob for a second round. Um, We did skip the first brewery of day two. Because we were already talking about Lumberyard. We didn't even oh, think Beaver about Street. But we went to Beaver Street and Brews and Cues. We did go Beaver Street and Brews and Cues. It was Cues. actually our first one. Yeah. Where I definitely, I didn't even drink half of that flight. No, dude. Because that was at like 10 I had like two. Yeah. But but that is kind of, yeah, that is what started it off. We went yeah. to Beaver Street. We went to Beaver we, Street. We had the That's flights. where we met with Winnie and Kelly. Winnie and Kelly, yeah. And Gary, the head brewer. Yes. I like the dynamic aspect of it. I mean, it is a lot of... Uh, repeating so to speak but you get to create and you get to evolve and learn and uh, so it's been dynamic for me and that was one of the reasons i really uh, uh, enjoy my job and that was fantastic the rest but, of the time was great but they were amazing man the beers of beaver street were fantastic as much as i you know the two that i had yeah um but i think because it did kick off the day and we were trying to do video like we hadn't really caught the groove yet like yeah. we weren't sure because we did try and add in all this extra stuff yeah um randomly yeah so so they i mean they were it was the perfect start because they were so sweet they were so nice yeah like we were setting everything up and and luckily i think you know we had extra time there yeah um i, I do so wanna, we, we kind of found our flow we we did and that and that took it took time to find the flow because yeah, yeah. we honestly we walked into this again First time doing a media tour. Yeah. First time being invited by a city to yeah. come cover their beer scene. Uh, anyway, so, um, but I do want to talk just a little bit about Beaver Street. Yeah, please. Because Winnie, uh, who is the original owner with her husband, yep. um, they were the first. They were the first craft brewery in Flagstaff. That's right. And they, they opened right around the same time as like one other brewery. Um, but that was back in 94. Yeah, dude. That's... 1994. I mean, that was before breweries were cool. I think, what did she say? There were 350 craft breweries in America at the time? Yeah, dude. And now there's, and now there's, there's too many thousands. to count. Thousands. So my mom had read an article about brew pubs. And back then, there's only 250. And we did our research. Having a restaurant and brewing beer was super successful. And so we decided to pack our bags, sell our house, and move here. So they were they were the first, along with one other brewery in Flagstaff, as like a craft brewery, yeah. and you know, and and they they li- I mean, just a, a wild story where they had just come from, you know, they had lived in California. They were I think they were engineers, and you know, they didn't love what they were doing. They weren't finding a lot of success. You know, it was just kind of like, eh, this is this is where my passion is. Yeah. You know, and they were like, look. They did a little bit of research. I think she even said her mom had read an article in a magazine about the brewery scene in America. <laughs> yeah. And like, 
hey, maybe you should check this out. And, and they did. It. And they were like, let's move to Flagstaff and open That's up a brewery. Badass, dude. And they did it. And, and they've been there now almost 30 years. Which is crazy. And for a craft brewery. That's a long time. That's a long damn time. They, I mean, they, they have stood the test of time. And so I think that that's really cool. So, so now, um, as we kind of talked about, not only do they have Beaver Street, but they have Lumberyard yep. and they have Bruising Cues. Yep. And so they, and we made a joke to them, I think about like eventually they're just going to own all own of the, the bars south of the tracks. Well, because, and their family is like really like kind of, I think, old Flagstaff too. Yeah. I think their name kind of goes back. Um, I don't know how far it goes back, but I mean, it's definitely kind of in the Flagstaff roots. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we talked to them about. Like, yeah. right. Because I think their, their last name was Hanseth. That's and right. so they do have, they have like deep roots in Flagstaff history. Yeah. Uh, now if you ever go to Flagstaff, you'll notice the name Babbitt everywhere. Mm-hmm. Babbitt. It's all over. Buildings. It's on, it's, it's on the university. It's in Abbott downtown. Family. Babbitt brothers, Babbitt this, Babbitt that. Babbitts were like one of the original like industrial families of yeah. any flag. But the Hanseths, Hanseths. Yeah. Man, that's tough to say. That's a tough one that's to a say. Tough. The Hanseths. Yeah. Who are great. And again, so like we we spent some time with with Winnie, who uh with her and her husband were the original founders of, of Beaver Street, and then yeah. Kelly, who is Winnie's daughter. And I mean, they, so they sweet, just, dude. they're, cr- I mean, and, and they were so, they were so nice. And then yeah. we got to spend some time with Gary, uh, who I think is the head brewer of, yeah. uh, of Beaver street. Yep. Um, and lumber yard. I think maybe he just worked on one, but he, they kind of work across, you know, yeah, all of them. but, uh, but Gary was awesome too. And you'll, you'll be able to hear more interviews on the video that we put together, but mm-hmm. just, uh, I, I, just I just check them say, out. They're the OGs. Yeah. They're, they're the OGs. OGs. So and, start your, you start your trip there. Beaver yeah. street. Work for sure up. first then lumberyard and then and then brews and cues is kind of more of a it's, a, I, it's I think they get like pool tables that's yeah, why it's pool tables cues, tap room you know. kind of deal yeah like beaver street and lumberyard are the breweries and in brews and cues you remember that bar oh yeah so they brought this old bar which is like a hundred plus years old was it from like deadwood or something like that yeah, or montana somewhere. or something yeah montana montana um and they had was it cody no that's wyoming mm. um but somewhere in Montana, but it had uh, a bullet because it was like a it was like a cowboy bar. It was yeah. like from the eighteen hundreds or something like that. It is beautiful. It's got like a bullet hole in it oh that's still God. preserved and all that. It was, it was cool. It, it is was a pretty rad. gorgeous bar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they brought it. It is besides the bullet hole. It's pristine condition. It's great. Like, it is not amazing. But go check them out. But anyway, so so we, we're heading back to Mother Road. Yep. Yeah, so so we leave Wonderlust. <laughs> But we go back to the hotel. We first. go back. We take a little respite so at like the hotel. Thirty minute break. I think I don't even know what we do. I, I think maybe we went to the bar or something. I don't know. Uh, but then we end up leaving yeah. the hotel. Meg picks us up, which is again amazing because you know we're not going that far no. again. Uh, so we end up back at Mother Road for this event. But we end up coming. I heart Pluto. I heart Pluto. We end up getting there to. Well, I don't think we get there late. No, we were late. We were late. Okay. We were late. Uh, we were late, but we weren't that late, but we okay. did. I mean, again, you've got to imagine at this point where we've already gone to one, two, three, <laughs> four breweries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, it's only five. 
you know so and it's only five yeah and so, so we we've de- i mean so we get in and we're just like happy and yeah. meeting people Excited. We're, we're i think chatty. we saw we saw dylan and we're like yeah, hey dylan dude. how's it going yeah. man and he he's hooks like, us up with beers again and dylan you know? dylan gives us some beers but i also think dylan's kind of like hey sh- like there's a there's an event like, come <laughs> on come on but like be quiet yeah and so because because there's the main tap room then the back room is where the iheart pluto festival is happening yeah. because which uh alden tomba yeah the tomba, son yeah. of clyde tomba Yep. The guy who discovered Pluto. The guy who discovered Pluto. 93 years ago. His freaking son is there. His, his Mother son Road Brewing. Is at Mother Road Brewing for the iHeart Pluto Festival. Crazy. To, you know, welcome this new beer, to talk about his dad and yep. all the cool stuff that's happened at Lowell Observatory where, where Pluto was discovered. Yep. And all this kind of stuff. I mean, and this guy's a living legend, you know, yeah. because he, you know, he, he's... He, his dad did something phenomenal. And whether or not you want to call Pluto a planet, and by the way, don't say that Pluto's not a planet in yeah. flags that So whether or not you might, want to call it a planet or not, it, it, it is. So you might see some angry people for the like that's the only way to make flag staffians angry. Yeah. Right? Is to say Pluto's not a planet. Pluto's or that their beer sucks. Right. That poor guy out there, man. He's a planet. And you know what? And again, Ugh, watch anyway. the video yeah. and Dr. Danielle will tell you why Pluto is a planet. Yeah. Yep. And, um, but anyway, so, so we, we show up yep. the, you know, uh, Al, uh, Alden yeah. is already speaking, you know, they're already, they're already kind of going a little bit. Yeah. Cause we're, we're about which 20 minutes late, I think, by the way, this is, this is my, probably one of my favorite parts of the whole trip. Yeah. Because oh, Derek <laughs> is a madman. Oh, Derek is an absolute maniac. Mm. Okay. Like it, I, I am definitely <laughs> like. I can be talkative, I can be outgoing, but in a public, like with a lot of people around, I am a very reserved person. Yeah. Like I am not going to go get in the middle of like everything. I'm not going to do, I don't want to disrupt anything. I don't yeah. want to piss anybody off. I don't want anyone to even look at me weird. Like that's yeah. going to make me feel terrible. Yeah. But we're, so we walk into this room where I Heart Pluto Festival is happening and there's got to be, what would you say? Like 40, 50 people yeah. in there? You know, yeah, that sounds about right. But like, and, and they're all media sure. of all different kinds. There's, yeah. you know, uh, there's news media, there's podcasters, there's video folks, there's, you know, all kinds of people. And, you know, they're doing this presentation. They're talking about the discovery of Pluto. They're talking about the beer. And I kid you not, <laughs> Derek, in the middle of this thing, like walks into the middle of the room in front of, I mean, almost all the people in the media, sets up his camera interrupts the presentation to get Al's to get Al mic'd up. Yeah. Mic's up Al man in the middle of the, he's like, because, because we want our own audio (laughs) to work. And, and so they stop the presentation while Derek mics this motherfucker up. And I'm just like, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm embarrassed right now. And I'm standing off to the side. Yeah. But I also was like incredibly proud because I was like, that's fucking, I can't believe you did that. Get it done. You just, and you didn't look embarrassed at all. Like you didn't give a shit. No, I was baffled. I, 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 I can't, I disrupting the flow of the community to me is like, like (laughs) the most terrifying thing. And you're just like, whatever for a break. I mean, it was, it was a, a, was a break. barely a break. Yeah. It was like they were that's changing. When you jump in and get it. They were like changing the slide yeah, on the PowerPoint. Perfect. <laughs> it was like no one's talking. Like a two it's second oh, break. Yeah, 
Like, hey, can I mic you up? But I was, I could, honestly, I couldn't have been more proud of you. Because I was like, I, can, I cannot do that. I Thank can't, you. I couldn't Thank do you, that. sir. But it was, it was, even though you'll, you guys will never hear what that presentation sounded like. It was pretty cool because he was clearly very proud of his dad. Well, yeah. Heck you know? yeah, man. Who wouldn't be? I mean, and that's, that's where we'll get into the end of the night on day two. Yeah. Is, you know, we had an amazing tour of the little observatory and found out all this amazing information the coldest i've ever been in my life yes <laughs> right. but so after we listened to the presentation it was amazing we got to try the pluto beer oh that yeah Mother Road still still air still air still air which do you remember why it was called still air because because the guy not alden not um not clyde's dad not clyde but so the original guy who wanted to start looking for he realized there was probably this other planet mm. and it, it's kind of a long story like he finds you know there's this planet in the gravitational pull from another planet is pulling this planet but then he sees all these differences and he's like okay there's another planet and then finds this planet but then same kind of thing and they weren't able to find the reason for this gravitational pull yeah. on this one planet so he's like there's got to be another planet yeah like it's the only explanation so he's on the search for this planet, yeah. which ends up being, I think they call it Planet X. Right. Uh, so, which ultimately ends up being Pluto. But in this guy's lifetime, he's looking for this Planet X. He never finds it because he obviously passes away. Um, but before he becomes this, you know, astronomer and f- finding, trying to find these planets, he is a guy that just loves looking into the stars in space. And he starts building his own telescopes yeah. because he can't get anywhere to do it. So he just is like, I'm going to build my own. Yeah. So he digs a hole in the ground to, to build this because I guess when you when you build these telescopes, you need still, still air. Yeah. Because if you look through a telescope with, which is another reason why Lowell Observatory is where it's at, because higher elevation or whatever. Yep. Um, th- there's some with the air. It's almost like looking through like clouds. That's right. Right. If you don't have the still air, any movement of air is going to create, you know, a blurrier photo. I mean, yeah. it's it's all matter, even though it doesn't look like matter because we're looking through it and it looks. I'm looking at you right now. It's crystal clear between you and me. Yeah. But there are movement of molecules that are that are that are impacting. Always. The clarity of the vision. And so that's why they're, you know, and, and we'll talk about it with the Lowell portion of this, but like Flagstaff has played a monumental role yes. in the discovery of Pluto and, and in NASA and other things like that, because it happens to have a geography that is very unique. Mm-hmm. It has um, very cold, very high elevation, um, very dry, yep. you know, weather. And all of that helps see far out into the universe in ways that a lot of other places don't. Yep. So checks the boxes, man. It checks the boxes. Which is which is now we're going to be getting into the stuff we're telling you about Flagstaff that probably anybody I've talked to doesn't even know. Well, but one before that, don't yeah. jump ahead of I'm dark not sky. Jump ahead, but don't yeah, forget yeah, about no, dark sky. Yeah. But that's that. That's the trip we're gonna go on here. In a that's right. That's right. So, but bef- before, in case we hadn't had enough beer yet, yeah. Um, because I think I had like three still airs while I was at yeah. Mother Road, and those were, I mean, those were up there, man. Those were like seven, eight percenters. Oh yeah, those were good. 
So then we go to Dark Sky. Dark Sky Dark Sky Brewing. Brewing. Which, by the way, is named because <gasps> Flagstaff is the first Dark recognized, Sky. right? Yep. International international Dark Sky City. Yep. And if you don't know what that is, well, then you're fucking stupid. I'm just yeah. kidding. It's not your fault. Most we had no idea. So. I, well, I did. Oh, did you? Oh, I had no well, idea. Well, because Nevada actually has uh, the Great Basin National Park, which is part of the Dark Sky uh, recognized national parks, oh, right, so, which okay. I've never been cool. to. I do want to go to that. Um, but uh, dark sky basically means that um, you are taking as many measures as possible. And there are specific like boxes you got to check to do it um, in order to be considered a dark. So like, so like I think uh, all the lights in Flagstaff have to be under a certain number of lumens. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, they have to be angled downwards. Yeah. You can't have any you can't, pollution coming up. You can't have the light going upwards. Right. Um, yeah. After 10 o'clock, there are certain light restrictions where it has to go even further down or something. Like, I, yeah. I forget exactly. A lot of them are like amber colored because it just helps your, your eyes, I guess, compared to the, right. the white light. Yeah. There's a whatever. color of light that you're supposed to to use. And uh, and so uh, Flagstaff was one of the first, was the first mm-hmm. to actually put in ordinances to get this in place. And they were the first recognized city for it. Dr. Danielle was telling us. Yeah. Um, you look up, you can see the Milky Way with your naked eye. Yeah. That's how less of light pollution there is in that in which, which I don't I don't know that there's any other cities in America where you can do that. Like yeah, if you go out to Death Valley, you can yeah. see that. If you go to Great Basin National Park, you can but see that. Actual city. But but you're in a city yeah, and you're seeing that. And it's pretty incredible. And um, so Dark Sky Brewing is named for that very purpose because yep. Flagstaff has a commitment to Dark Sky, yeah. which is which is also phenomenal. Pretty um, fantastic. It's, it's really cool. And especially coming from Vegas where we have roughly three to four stars that we can see consistently yeah, at night. You have to squint yeah. and you can maybe see one and yeah. it happens up and blink, like, blink. Oh, that's, you know, that's, get... that's, a, that's a star. No, that's yeah. not a star. That's yeah. just the Luxor light or, oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's my cataracts. Yeah. So dark, <laughs> yeah. dark sky brewing was really cool because it had it actually had multiple sides to it. Yeah. Right? Again, so it was like it was one of those where it had kind of like a food area. Oh, that's right. They had and the then, pizza place in there, and the, and the pizza. Oh, oh my dude. god, dude. And again, like I know, I like when someone's on a keto <laughs> diet, dude. Like, well, when someone's on a keto diet. Like they talk about being keto all the fucking time. And yeah. I know I'm doing that, yeah. but, it, I, but this time I only bring it up because like, I don't eat that much pizza anymore. Like yeah. I very rarely do. And so maybe that played a little bit of a role in this, but fuck that pizza was so good. The pizza was so good. And I broke keto all that weekend because obviously I was drinking beer the whole time and yeah. like eating all this kind of stuff. It's it's like, it's like the holidays. Yeah. You don't, you don't really count it because yeah. it's just, you it doesn't know, count. It doesn't count. But that pizza, I think I ate my whole pizza. I think I had some of Bob's pizza. Dude, yeah. Bob's, think, oh my God. Bob I think had you had pizza. some leftover pizza. I, I might have grabbed a couple pizza. of slices of yours too. In that, it just just look up the pizza place inside Dark Sky. It has, I swear it has pie in the name. It yeah, has pie or pizza sweet. in the name of it, but sweet. it was so good. So, so we had we had dinner there, and Stephanie took care of us the whole time. Oh, Stephanie was amazing. Stephanie was great. And she she uh, took care of us for dinner, and then she walked us over to more of the beer side of everything. Yep. We'll remember that for the next one. But dark, so one of the coolest things about Dark Sky Brewing was yep. they had incredible art throughout the brewery. Do you oh remember God, that? yeah, like, dude, the art was awesome. Had, I mean, the decor of the place. Yeah, 
I mean, and again, I, I just want to make sure that I continue to reinforce this. The beer was phenomenal. Yeah, every, every place we went to, not a bad beer. Yeah, which is which is wild. Granted, some places had better beer than others. Yeah, but not one place had a bad beer. No, no. I never had a bad beer the entire time I was there. And I even had some sours that I was like, wow, I don't even love sours. But yeah. They were like really good. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Dark Sky was awesome. Stephanie gave us a, f- a phenomenal tour. And I think we were basically to the point where I was either ready to party my yeah. ass off or pass out. But yeah. neither one of them happened next. <laughs> no, we were right on the line. And we went to an observatory. Yeah, we went to Lowell Observatory. Which, this is at like 8 o'clock at night, right? After we'd been drinking since 10. Since six breweries later. Yeah. And and, and And somehow, it was so cool that... It was so cool, dude. It maintained... It was also so cold. That probably helped, too. So cool and cold. Dr. Daniel Adams... Gave us the best tour of all time. Amazing. That even two guys and and Bob, so three guys who were pretty boozy, yeah, um, and either tired or ready to party, yeah. We didn't do either, but we just we walked around basically for two hours learning about Pluto, yeah. learning about Lowell Observatory, yeah. And we were engaged the entire time. It was, dude, it was so fantastic. Like right when you got up there, which is so you think observatory. You you think automatically it's far away. Yeah. You you think you're gonna be driving for thirty minutes. I mean, it's not even ten minutes it, from where we were. It pissed, and we were right in the center of town. It almost it honestly like kind of pissed me off because again, I was like, dude, I went to school here for four years. And you never knew. I never went up there and I heard of it. I, I did hear of it, oh, okay. but yeah. I just never went there yeah. because of that assumption. I was like, Well, it's probably like way out of town or something like that. It's like Mars Hill is literally a 10-minute drive from downtown. Well, and it's okay. So it's funny you say Mars Hill because the whole reason for Lowell Observatory, this is really cool. This is really cool. Is um, Lowell. Why can't I remember his first name for the life of me? Um, Mr. Lowell. Percival. Percival Lowell, who obviously, you know, Lowell Observatory is named after because he started it. His his sole purpose of doing Lowell Observatory, Percival's purpose, Percival's purpose. I love that. Uh, was to look for alien life. Yep, he thought that there was, was life on he Mars. He thought there was life on Mars. There was a whole reason he started this observatory. He saw the canals, right? Yeah, on he the saw moon. the lines. Yep. No, he saw the lines oh, on, on Mars. Mars. Yeah, he saw the Mars. lines on Mars. Thought and they were artificially made. Which, which, so apparently, and this is what Doctor Danielle said because I, I do think this is a really important part because honestly, this thing that Percival Lowell did, yeah, in some ways has indirectly led to this podcast. Yeah, because he he possibly and in a lot of ways built the groundwork for alien movies yeah he so he believed he saw he and many others saw lines that looked too straight to be natural yeah on mars thought they were man-made and or, or made by an intelligent by species something of some yeah. kind right and so he uh he wanted to investigate that yeah and that's where he started to you know put investments into how do i find and and again he wasn't the only one saying it this is exact these are almost like directly what dr daniel adams said 
Um, he wasn't the only one saying it, but he was the loudest one saying it. Yeah. So he was he was being very loud and uh, definitive about like I think that there's something out there and we need to go explore it. Yeah. And 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 literally some of the earliest movies about space and about alien life and all that kind of stuff came from um, not written or made by, but came from his observations and his theories. Yeah. It's it's so wild that it happened in Flagstaff. Yeah. Which is, again, now we're starting to talk about the things that people don't know or yeah. would ever think of with Flagstaff. Yeah, this isn't Houston. This isn't Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. This isn't this isn't where you see this the, the spacecrafts take off from. This isn't, you know, where yeah. where everyone but but guess what? And this is I, I think a quote from Dr. Danielle as well, but um every single person who has been on the moon has trained in Flagstaff. In Flagstaff, which is mind boggling. So apparently, uh where we actually went on day three, the sunset volcano crater. Yep. Um, has a geographic terrain very similar to the moon. Yeah. So astronauts, Neil Armstrong, all those guys trained there yep. before they went up to the moon in the 60s. Yeah. And I guess when they were training there, one of their suits got ripped by yep. some of the terrain. And they're like, well, yeah, we can't really have this happen. You know, because you're on to beef it up. the moon. Yeah. So, I mean. Get some shit like on there, man. did that. The terrain in Flagstaff made them reduce. Toughen it up. Yeah. We can't have some paper mache up here, no, man. man. Like, that's not going to work. It's just, it's a wild. It's yeah. so wild. Dude, so, so, so we, so basically what happens is, you know, we're, we're all leaving Dark Sky. And again, Meg's driving. Yep. Dr. Danielle's in there. Derek and I are in the back seat. Yep. You know, and by the way, Derek and I are probably wearing three to four layers a piece. And we are still yeah, just freezing, dude. It was so cold. It was so cold. So thank God for their goodie bag because we got gloves, which I didn't bring any. Thinking and the little heat cold. packets, oh, the, the little heat, the little heat oh, packets. The heat packets saved our life. It's like a little microwave in your God, hand. Ah, dude. Oh, my God. Well, so and, we get up there. Yeah. So we, we finally get up there. Uh, 10 minutes later, I say finally, but like <laughs> but yeah, 10 minutes later, we're up there. We get up there. And it is just, it's the coolest freaking thing. Man. They have, and, and, and again, like, I just want to say like Meg is awesome. She drove us, uh, she dealt with our asses for six breweries and an observatory, yeah. but, but also Dr. Danielle, just seeing her passion once we got to Lowell. I mean, she's passionate the whole time, but like her, she was so excited to just show us all this stuff. Like they have a thing where like, I just got one. Um, they have a thing where they basically like show us, show you in a smaller scale of the distance between the sun and uh, Pluto to try to get you to understand and grasp the concept of this, of this size and the difference. Yeah. So like they so, have the sun, right? Where it's like you take, what was it? Maybe 20 feet to get to earth or something like that. Yeah. It was like all marked out on this path to where yeah. you had to walk and then, you know, when you got to like where the scalable yeah. thing was, you're like, oh, okay. It's like a little signpost. Like here's yep. the sun, here's where earth would be. So you take like, you, you take like 10 steps and yeah. you're at earth. Yeah. You know, and then Mercury and Venus are obviously before that. And then there's Mars. So, so, but, but knowing like where earth is relatively in the solar system, you know, just call it 20 feet, 30 feet, something like that. Pluto was like Dude. a quarter mile. <laughs> we just kept walking and walking, like going. and walking. And all of a sudden, Dr. Danielle's like, okay, and here's Pluto. We're like, 
what? Wait, we just got like, to Pluto? Like, we've been walking for a minute. Like, yeah, that's, that's how far away it is. It is out there, man. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and obviously, I we've all seen, like, like the images and, like, here's, you know, what it should look like. and But you can't grasp the scale. And no, I, I'm man. sure we still don't, but at least I have a little bit better of well, an idea. Well, and that was, it was a really cool way to kind of do it. Because yeah. it does make you think, like, holy crap, man. Mm-hmm. That is far and then and then we got to look through several different telescopes. Yeah, we got to really see some neat. star clusters that yeah. you normally wouldn't. And it, unfortunately, I think it was a little bit cloudy that night, so there were some telescopes that we couldn't really look through. But most of them were able to. We were able to look through, and it, it, I mean, it was amazing. It was so cool, dude. It was amazing. But but then one of the coolest parts towards the end, we we got to see the telescope, mm. both kind of telescopes, where Clyde. Tombaugh. Good old Clyde. Found freaking Pluto. Yeah. We like, saw the, We got a picture of it. footsteps in the place where he found this planet. Derek and I have pictures with oh the original. Te- and and again, I just want to make it very clear. It was so fucking cold. So cold. I mean, like. Yeah, it was so cold. It, it's, a, it's a testament to <laughs> Dr. Danielle and how crazy cool all this stuff was. That Derek and I weren't just like, all right, that's it. Just drive <laughs> yeah, us back. I can't stand this anymore. Yeah, man. Because it was all so fascinating. There was like, it's worth it to just stay here. Yeah. And and it was it was just record cold in the Flagstaff. It was so cold. I'm I'm cold thinking about it right now. <laughs> it looks like I'm. <laughs> you just lactated, and your MacBook Pro turned off. So just want to make sure we're still recording there. Yeah, Everything is falling to shit right now. <laughs> Maybe we should take a break. This is how cold it was, man. Derek was lactating up in Flagstaff, just thinking about it, it's making him do it again, dude. Oh man, I don't blame him. It I don't. Was it was. So cold. It was and no, and it I don't be, want you to think that we're pussies. It was just like it's like you know it's it's like one of those things. You can be cold for ten minutes at a time. That's not a problem. You can yeah, deal with it. But this was constant bone chat, like. We were out there for Close. two, two and a half hours, three uh, hours. Bob had to go inside, and I don't blame him. Bob, because it was so cold. Bob was done with it. He was done with <laughs> Dude. it. Dude, but I will say that the end was like worth it. Yeah, to that, see that telescope and to get down there, and it was just neat to hear the story of like he was there. Yeah, when he found Pluto, and then he went down the hill that we walked on to go. It was it was nuts. It was, it was really cool. It was, it was all, I mean, it was so fascinating. And honestly, like, there's no way we're going to do justice to it versus what Dr. Danielle is going to talk about. Yeah. Because, like, there, she's a rock star. The level of depth of the story and the blinking of the lights and, and the glass, oh the my fucking, God. the glass panels and oh how they had God. to analyze these glass panels and every, like, square millimeter Dude, or square this, centimeter was like thousands of stars. This, so they're trying to track movement. Yeah, it was nuts. So this is the Blink Comparator. It's a fancy microscope. Mm. So you have the two glass plates. Um, Here, they're six days apart. Mm. You line them up so that when you blink back and forth, you see the stars don't move. And um, so this plate would have 300,000 stars. So as he compares the star fields, he's got to go through 300,000 pairs of dots to find one very faint dot that moves. It's called the blink comparator. He would um, look at one plate, the other plate back and forth. And then the dot that moves is not a star. Mm. And so um, the story goes that, you know, he was taking 
photographs that night. During the day, he was developing the film, mm. uh, the plates, and blinking. Mm. Um, and so on February 18th, he was blinking. And the other astronomers in the building were used to this. Yeah. Blink, 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 blink. And it stopped. Wow. He found Pluto. Wow. And he ran wow. down the hallway to the other side of the building and, and Did said, he yell Eureka? He <laughs> said, um, Dr. Slifer, I believe I found your planet X. Wow. So this guy is going through 300,000 dots and he happens to find one that moved. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy that Pluto was even found. Meanwhile, I look at those like, you know, when they have the two pictures side by side and they're like, find the three differences. And I'm like, I, oh, yeah. I, 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 don't know. I, don't, I don't know. I can't. Yeah. So this guy was basically the master of that. It's like insane. he would he would have been able to find everything. Uh, insane. His, his level of attention to detail, and Ugh. so, so I think you know realistically, like that experience. So Lowell Observatory is a huge part of Flagstaff for people who aren't college kids and being stupid and not spending, <laughs> you know. Look, I was going to parties and I wasn't really thinking about observatories yeah. at the time. We're adults now, okay? Yep. And and adults. what's cool, what's really cool is just how, again, like, this community is, like, part of, like, it's all part of the story. Yeah. There's, the breweries are something that everyone does for fun. The observatory that discovered Pluto and is continuing to make discoveries and is continuing to support NASA and the space exploration that we have is a pinnacle of what this community does and 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 they're all tied together yeah right and it's it's just something that they all work on and so mother road is creating beers for them uh uh uh, dark sky is is about making sure that we're maintaining these dark skies so that that lowell can continue to do what they do yeah um i know the brewery that we went to on the third day uh which was historic Historic. brewing company they also brewed something for pluto like they're all intertwined. Yeah. And I think it's just really cool how like this small community is actually doing some pretty damn big things. Yeah. Cut to commercial. <laughs> Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Those are all things you might suffer from after a long night of drinking. Like Derek, every other day. But they also happen to be the same things that Pepto cures. So, ladies and gentlemen, whether Pepto-Bismol happens to actually be a sponsor of this show or not, pst, they're not, get Pepto and fix your hangover. Figure it out. Pepto-Bismol, curing hangovers since 1234. Anyway, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back on we're, we're at day three now we're at day three now Holy it's been cow. a journey it has been it's a journey been a journey you know what this is like huh. you know what this is this is like lord of the rings you know there's yeah, three yes. there's three uh movies you yeah. know and this is this is our return of the king this, this is the big one this is it and actually that's not true because day two is the biggest one for us which to be fair 
the two towers was the best of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I never got into Lord of the God Rings. God damn it, Derek. <laughs> no, that's twice. Now. I was a Harry Potter guy. I loved Harry Potter. That's my jam. There's eight of those though. Yeah. Those. Lord of the Rings. I, I I just just like Game of Thrones, same kind of, you know, world. I yeah. just couldn't get into it. Interesting. I don't know what it is. Interesting. I don't know. Not that it was bad. It's just just not my cup of tea. You know, it didn't tickle my latissable that God, way. God, stop that. <laughs> if I had a latissable to be tickled, it wouldn't be that latissable that was tickled. Okay, let's just go on to day three and we'll forget the references and yeah. latissables, whatever the <laughs> fuck that is. So, so we did a couple more breweries yeah. on day three. We did, dude. But before we went to any of the breweries... We went to uh, we went to a volcano. Yeah, which was nuts. Not Did you know active. there was a volcano in no Flagstaff? Idea. No idea. It was. Uh, it, well, to be fair, it's not in Flagstaff. It's like uh, it's like twenty minutes outside. 25. Yeah, yeah. But super quick to get there. Oh, easy. We got we got we became park rangers. Which, by the way, I, I just want to say, like, in Flagstaff, it felt like twenty five minutes was like a bit of a drive. Yeah. In in Vegas, twenty five minutes. That's a that's going to lunch. You know, yeah. it's a drive to lunch. In L.A., twenty five minutes. That's going down the road. And we became Junior Rangers. Junior Ranger. Junior Rangers of the volcano. And uh, we were sworn in. Yep, that's we pretty were awesome. Do man. our part. We took the oath, and we're totally in. Yeah. I, I'm totally in. Yep. And uh, but that uh, by the way, Sunset Volcano Crater, beautiful. Gorgeous. Covered in snow, dude. I mean, have you a volcano covered in snow? It's really cool. Well, and it was wild. There was one part of the volcano that had no snow. Yeah, it was, all, it was just the black. And silt. I wonder if that's was that because it was still warm? But it's not active though. Well, we yeah we unfortunately we didn't have a park ranger with us to answer that question. Yeah, and uh, but we all speculated. Yeah, we all speculated. Because it should have rested. Thought maybe like. uh, so there's some lava right there, just like yeah. uh, you know, maybe keeping it warm, or the silt uh, that True. maybe is the runoff from you know past lava or something like that. Yeah, maybe it I just doesn't uh, let snow sit on. I don't know. Yeah, that's why we're junior rangers. Not a geologist. We don't know those yet. Not a real ranger. Yeah, we don't know that stuff. Yet. Just a junior ranger. That's unfortunate, but but, uh, but it was. It was. It was beautiful. It was. I mean. For as short of a drive as it was. Yeah. Felt like it, a different world. A totally different world. And that's a place where the astronauts were training. Yeah. Or have trained. Yeah. And will and, train. Well, and no, they actually... Uh, and are training. They just trained, I think, in the fall because of their moon... Uh, oh, that's right. The launch that's coming up. Yeah. So literally, fall of 2022... Jesus, dude. They were training... Oh, oh yeah, they were training. They were training for yeah. their their upcoming moon launch, which is, I mean, again, which is which is crazy because like, you, you I don't know where all astronauts go to train, yeah. right? Because again, not to you know overuse it, but like Houston and uh, Fort Lauderdale, you yeah. always hear about that. Yep. That's where the launch launch com- command center and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know. I guess I don't hear a lot about like, do they go other places to train? But I certainly haven't heard Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Like Flagstaff has played a huge role in in NASA's development of astronauts. But do you think? Do you think Flagstaff likes that? Like um, in a way of it's not making it 
I, I, I don't it's know not making Flagstaff this massive tourist spot. Like it keeps it still this this smaller community. You don't have all these masses of people coming, and you know, I mean, because you know what happens when all that comes down, and yeah, like I wonder, like keeping it more off the radar keeps it Flagstaff I, I, I being Flagstaff. I would if I if I was Flagstaff, yeah. Like if Flagstaff was a human and yeah. I was that human, yeah. And I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah. I want you to know a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Stay away, but stay at arm's length. I want you to come yeah, sometime. But you know, at the same time, I do think um, you know Flagstaff ge- geographically. I think just uh, you know is is hard. It, it's kind of harder to get to, right? Yeah. Now, if you live in Vegas or Phoenix. Super easy to get to. Yeah. Like Flagstaff is going to be where you get the people who want the outdoor adventure and the nice, nice beverage reward at the end of all of it. You know, it's a great place to go for a, for a phenomenal hike. You know, you're not going to, you know, you don't have to drive up, you know, 30 miles to get somewhere. You, You drive five miles and you find a great hiking trail somewhere. Yeah. You know, you hop on your bike, you, you know, you just experience some amazing trails and then you, and then you pop into a brewery and yeah. you meet a friend because everyone's friendly. Everyone it's is like, a friend. It's like, cheers, dude. It's, it's nuts. You know? Yeah. I guarantee you, you could walk up to any bar in or any brewery in flags. I say brewery because brewery is going to be a different, it's a different crowd than a bar. Mm-hmm. Walk into any brewery in Flagstaff and introduce yourself to someone and they're going to be, a new friend. They're yep. going to be willing to talk to you. Yep. As long as you're a decent human being. Yeah. Because it goes both man. ways. And I think people forget that sometimes. Well, and that was like, so after we went to the Sunset Crater Volcano. Yeah. And then we go, we go back to the hotel. Yep. Real quick. And then we go to Historic. Historic. Right? Historic Brewing Company, which is also right downtown. I mean, again, this... I mean, I think seven out of the nine places that we mentioned are all walkable. Yeah. Easily walkable. So we get there in the, and this place was great, man. Like this was another place that this is probably be my second, like mother road and then historic. You liked historic. I liked the vibe in there. Yeah. I liked the decor. I liked the energy. Um, the beers were phenomenal. Again, every beer was, you know, every place had great beer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was something about historic that I liked. I liked their branding. Yeah. Was like something for me. I really love their apparel, their hats. I mean, I got my dad a hat there. I got, I got, I think I got like two shirts there. Um, by the way, I found out earlier tonight that Derek has 50 brewery t-shirts. 50 plus. 50 plus. My thing is, I get Derek. Uh, Derek doesn't have a drinking problem. He has a brewery well, shirt I get, problem. I get a shirt at every brewery I go to, but it's it's got to be a brewery I like. Oh, like. Okay, all right. That's well. At first, it was every brewery I went to. Now it's every brewery I like because okay, okay you can't. Let's give me a lot of shirts. Yeah. So now, if it's a brewery that is like okay, this this is okay. Yeah. I get a sticker. All right. Sure. But if I really like the place, I'll get a shirt. Okay. And that's if they have good shirts. Yeah. Like if they have a Gildan shirt, mm. I can't do it. I get a sticker. 
Like it's got to be a nice fitted next the, the, level. I like that you call you that the I mean? Gildan shirt because I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah, dude. That brand, those are the shirts where like it'll it'll be like it'll be like <laughs> it's it'll a be one like size nice fits around, everybody. Well, it'll be like nice around your shoulders, and yeah. then it'll be like a dress around your waist, <laughs> and then it'll be like the sleeves fucking stick up. Somehow, like one sleeve is like, <laughs> yeah, like way out here, like it's terrible. Like it's hanging like three inches off your arm. And then the other one is like maybe like tight. <laughs> Yeah, on your other bicep, dude. This, you're maybe, so, maybe you're, you're exactly <laughs> on point. I know the Gildan. Gildan I know yeah, Gildan. Man. Sorry, Gildan. But if you sponsor the show, we yeah, may change yeah, our tune. Like, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, but anyway, so historic, amazing apparel. Yeah, I, I I think they did the Bella Canvas or the Next Level. I mean, they had the nice fitted shirts. Um, but but again, their branding. I love their branding. I don't know what it was about. Yeah, it. it was, it was cool. just It was clean. It was nice. I took a sweet picture of you. Walking in. Oh yeah, dude! I posted that historic. Shit. That I was said it. a man in a brewery. That it was. It was like the perfect angle of like yeah. you right before their logo the and their sign. front door. It was so and good. And it was. Uh, you captured a moment, man. But historic was cool. Historic, historic was dope. cool, man. I, you know, I like the vibe too. It, it yeah. again. It almost seemed like a theme where in Flagstaff it was like they they would normally have like a tap room and then they would have like a dining area. Like yeah, two separate sections. Thing. Like in two totally separate rooms. That's right. And so we obviously we sat in the tap room side, even though my my family actually came to this one. This was they one of did, few yeah, that, yeah. They, uh, that they came to. And but yeah, so we we actually got to spend some time with Zach Stoll. Oh my god, the head brewer. That of, guy was uh, awesome. Uh, again, just a really cool story about a guy who you know kind of. You know, he came out of nowhere. Like he, he didn't even like he wasn't even studying. I think brewing when he was going to school. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm Zach Stoll, uh, head brewer here at Historic Brewing Company. I started brewing back in college. Uh, it started with a course in home brewing, the art and science of brewing. Uh, it's my senior year of college, 400 level, um, nice. where we we learned how to home brew. Okay, we learned all the aspects of home brewing, tasting, uh, yeast biology, all sorts of things. That's where it started. I, I, it was like it was just a one-off course, and like I was trying to fill out my courses. And like I wanna, I wanna brew because again, I played rugby, so I just drank beer nice. all the time. So after that, in college when I started, uh, I was doing wildlife work. I was in California chasing weasels uh, for the Forest Service. Yeah, that was my job, official weasel chaser. Um, <laughs> Is that the title? That, that's what we called it. Damn. Um, love it, love it. Uh, my buddy, who also took that course with me, the homebrewing course, uh, we were there making like 10 gallons of beer a week for the Forest Service compound. Oh, wow. Uh, everybody's drinking it, so him and I were both like, hey, when this uh, project ends, maybe we should go into brewing. And now he's clearly making some incredible brews at Historic. But like, that's the thing is like, you know, what? one of the things that I love about Flagstaff is, you know, people kind of find their way there, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's almost like they're called like in yeah. this weird way. There's like a, there's like a special thing where like, you know, no matter where you're coming from or no matter like what your like special talent, like no matter what you planned on doing, no matter what you thought you were going to do, you know, you find this place, you find the special place like Flagstaff and you, 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 you mingle among the community, you learn the people, you learn the things and then somehow you kind of like find the right thing. And, yeah. and it sort of like leads to this level of happiness that like, did, did it seem to you that like everybody in Flagstaff was pretty damned happy? Yeah, they were pretty. Yeah, they were super happy, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, I mean, if you're going to mostly spend your time, like, you know, we spent basically a total of two days because, you know, half of Wednesday, yeah. full Thursday, half yeah, of Friday. Friday. 
you know, uh, most of our time was spent in like, you know, breweries and then like a few other random places, but those people, those places are going to be pretty happy. Yeah. Maybe we're not the biggest city in Arizona. Maybe we're not the best city for brewing or maybe we're not the best ski resort or the best city, but it's a fucking cool city, man. Yeah. Like they just, they kind of like, they just kind of dig it, you know, and they kind of own it. Like yeah. they like they like the fact that they're flagstaff. Hell yeah, man! You know, yeah. Everybody we talked to there, like it was just. I mean, they all had nothing but good things to say. Yeah, which you don't find that a lot. But yeah, that third day was great. I mean, we did that. We went to historic, and then after historic, our last stop. Where oh, we went back to. Kind of back Grand to Grand Canyon. Oh, uh, Mother Road. Oh, we did go back to Mother Road. We went back to Mother Road, but it was a different Mother Road because it wasn't their tap room. Yes. Oh, my God. How their, could I forget this? It was their like, brewery. Most amazing dude. So, yeah. So, that was really cool because public doesn't, like, can public even go there? Not right now. Yeah. Now, they, they may open it up to the public one day, but we, we got a special kind of, like, behind-the-scenes tour of, dude. like, how they brew and all that kind of stuff. It and, was and, and big shout out to uh, the vice president of operations, Oliver, Oliver Adams. Adams, you know, who, by the way, Derek and I were very impressed. Apparently this kid is 27, 27. And, and this uh, dude, he is, uh, he's just crushing it over there at mother road. Very buttoned up. And with a name like Oliver Adams, are you fucking kidding me? He sounds like, like he's meant to be a vice president of operations. Yeah. Like he's, he needs to be president. Yeah, like, he, I mean, that's what it is by 28. At president least, you know, of, the, you know, brew, brewing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, stuff. But it, very knowledgeable. I mean, like literally, this guy—he's got a very clear understanding of just about everything. You know, he's got—he he totally understands the operation. And you know, as we're walking through, Derek was asking him questions, and you know, we're just we're just kind of wandering at that point. I'm just like, I'm ready to fucking go home. But I was very intrigued. Derek was doing a better job of asking questions than I was. But you know, that's where we learned a lot about Mother Road and the way that they were. Um, eliminating their waste by giving some of their waste products to yeah. you know other things like it, it was just it was very impressive to see side here we have our side streaming process Griffin here you can see the uh, the liquid here this is a combination of hops yeast other things that would traditionally go down the drain they're being pumped into these totes they then get pumped into a little van that takes them to Forestdale Farms Forest Hill Farms compost this with local wood chips. They're making soil, which is then turned into vegetables for our community. Yeah. yeah. Like every little thing that they did, anything that would be trash to most people, they found a way to give it another To make it use. a treasure. Yeah. It was nuts, man. It was yeah. so cool. You know, I, I can't say it enough. The community there rallies around each other. Like they... they it's it's like it's like the best of both worlds when it comes to a small town but a booming town. Yeah. And well then what did we say? It was like a community that like we had it we had a we had a sweet little slogan did. that we thought of. A community that's really a community. A community that's really a community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean a yeah. lot of a lot of towns say that these days, but but it's different there. You you feel it. You can yeah. feel it. Hundred percent. Everywhere. Co- and, the coffee shop. The fr- I mean, like everywhere you went. I mean, it was yeah. it was super cool, dude. Yeah, it, it was it was phenomenal to see. And so, 
you know, I think as we sort of wrap this up, and yeah. I know we've been a little long-winded, but it was it was a great. I think it was a great experience for us. It was it was just phenomenal to see Flagstaff in its bloom. It's yeah. blooming. Yeah, we went on this adventure, and it's it bloomed. It, but 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 again, I mean, it's a it's a cool town, and Meg, you made it awesome for Meg, us. Thank you so much, thank man. You, Meg. you rocked it. Bob Barnes. Bob Barnes. Thanks for traveling. It wouldn't have been the same without you, dude. Um, But to everybody else, man. I mean, to Kelly over at Lumberyard. Winnie over at Lumberyard. I mean, you got Gary again at Lumberyard. You got Carrier Grand Canyon. Oh, my God, dude. You got Dylan over at Mother Earth. Catherine over at Wanderlust. I mean, Jesus, dude. Like, we could keep going down the list. Well, absolutely. I mean, we had... Every, everybody, Stephanie was phenomenal. Dr. Danielle Adams, you were you were you're part of our family too. You and Meg, you're our go-to in Flagstaff. Yeah. Uh, Zach, phenomenal man, and Oliver. You got you, everybody. Everybody made it a, a fantastic time, and that's just what I'm saying. Is like yeah. we felt like family and friends everywhere we went in Flagstaff, and yep. you don't feel that in most towns. No. If you haven't been to Flagstaff, 100% recommend. You got to try it. And Hotel Monta Vista, by the way. Yeah. Big shout out to those guys. Anyway, man. This has been I, fun. I think this has been great, dude. This has been fun rehashing. We should have had Bob Barnes on yeah. here. Maybe we'll do another episode of like a little flight. Because he might remember some stuff that we got a little foggy on. Do you think so? Probably not. But, I don't but, think so. <laughs> no, but he might. I think you Bob never Bar- know. he might have notes about it. Yeah. Which is good. Bob Barnes, we love you, man. We love you. Well, All right. Well, anyway, this has been this has been a lot of fun. And, and again, thank you to the city of Flagstaff. Yes. Thank you to Discover thank Flagstaff. Thanks to Meg. Thanks to everybody who welcomed us yes. out. Oh, and check them out at discoverflagstaff.gov. Org. Yes. .gov. Probably gov. Um, check them on Instagram at discoverflagstaff. Yeah. And uh, definitely just, go to the visitor center when you get to Flag. Yeah. It's worth it. Center. It's definitely worth it. And you know what? If all the links we gave you don't work, just Google it. Dude. Just Google it. Just Google Discover Don't trust Flagstaff. this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. It's probably discoverflagstaff.gov, but that's, it might that's not. That's what be. I think it is. But if not, just Google it because it's awesome. Yeah. So, but all right, yeah. guys. It's been uh, it's been real. It's been fun. Yeah, and uh, and it's Wayne's World. Wait, that's the wrong show. It's the wrong that's show. That's the wrong yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is ours? Um, we'll be seeing you. <laughs>